Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Strong Silence. We are on episode 22. Today I am joined by Sad Jabroni. How you doing? Joe, doing good. How you doing? Good. Glad to have you back. Last time we did this, we did a very big Acris Girls introductory episode. It was a, it was definitely a big one. It was big. It was right before, right after their reboot, sort of. It was sort of in that time period. Yep, right around the first Corrigan. Mm-hmm. And things have changed. Like they they do they still do the point matches? They still do the point matches. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a interesting <laughs> rule set. Yep, and it seemed like it went away for a bit, but definitely back in full force with the recent tournaments. Yeah, because. What was it you could win literally by RPS if it came down to it? Yeah. A luck roll from, from dice will could decide a match. So it could be literally as simple as that. And the matches come down to like fractions of points. So it definitely was in the realm of possibility that that's what a match was decided by. Sounds like some Joey Wheeler magical hat shit. <clears throat> but yeah, let's get into some strong size updates. I did upload the watch along set that I did with Pedro over on the Patreon. We watched uh, Sarei versus Chiro Hashimoto for the Sendai and Diana World Championships. We also watched Team Marvelous versus Queen's Quest from Stardom in 2020 at the during the it was in the middle of the five star. It was a special Corican uh, show they did. And then we ended it by watching Shinjiro Otani versus Eddie Guerrero from um, Starcade nineteen ninety five. So those are all up on the Patreon. You guys can go check them out if you if you want. Um, other updates we have: um, Kitsune, the new Josie promotion, Western Josie promotion based out of sunny California, run by friend friend of the show Eric, over at the Joshi Pod, announced talent for his uh, the talent that's going to be coming over for his show. We have four Joshi talent announced so far. We have Akja Sukawa, Yako Matsumoto, Natsumi Sumikawa, and Risa Sara. Quite the lineup that we have there. They're booking it. He's booking it for me. Now, anyone who likes Joshi wrestling and get excited about any of those four. It's really perfect lineup for a first show, especially like Eric, knowing Eric and who he's interviewed. Really, really special group of four right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can guys, you guys can go check out all his uh, interviews over at the Joshi Pod. You can watch them in podcast form. I'm pretty sure he has most of them up on his YouTube channel as well. But yeah, it's he recently went back to Japan not too long ago to visit uh, Acres Girls, and now he's working with them on bringing over talent, which is amazing to see because you they're a very particular promotion with their talent. So seeing them sending people over in general is quite amazing. Yep, and Act was over here for WrestleMania weekend, so it it's already happened. Yeah. It's kind of kind of surreal considering how closed of a system they are in Japan, and seeing them intermingle in the United States with uh, some of the independent talent over here is just a cool little uh cool little thing. Yeah, it was it was amazing seeing Act at WrestleMania weekend because you know she is a living legend, and seeing people walk by and being literally starstruck, like there are people in awe of just being in her presence. She's a very beloved wrestler and, and personality amongst the Joshi fan base and probably always will be. So it's just it's just exciting that she's back and that she's actually coming to the United States again. And this didn't expect it the first time to re- for her to return and now for her to be for you know a whole nother show that's gonna be 
just something really special with, with, with what Eric's putting together. If you know, there's just a lot of cool things happening with the Joshi scene, Joshi fans in the United States right now. And uh, like I was just at Spark last night, and we get into that too. But it's it's just really really good time, really fun time to be a Joshi fan in the states. Yeah, we have uh, a stable contingent of TJPW talent coming over constantly. Uh, thanks in part to DPW, they bring over a lot of Joshi talent. They work quite closely with Choco Pro and Miyuki Takase, which is one of my favorites as well as yours. Yep, I did the salute second you said her name. Yeah, every time we gotta throw it up. <laughs> every time. I remember um, the first time we met her, she uh, she saw your shirt and she couldn't believe it. Yeah, she was like. She, I was in uh, Mia Yamashita's line, and because uh, her her line was long, and I was just waiting. And Miyuki just you know starts setting up, and she sees my shirt, like yelps a little bit and waved me over. It was just really really funny and really cool moment. And like she obviously appreciated it. And someone in the United States even like knew who she was, and I think that that you know probably gave her some confidence. Yeah, and then she left that with. Basically, the whole crowd knowing her name, which is amazing. Chanting her name as she walked out, th- out through that curtain after the match. It was really, really cool. Really cool to see. And anyone who's seen a Takase match, especially um, like the big singles matches that she that she's done, will have that same reaction. I mean, it's you cannot be so like excited just by her presence at that point. She's literally undeniable. Like I get, last night, I was watching. It was luminous. Versus Ayato's Ayako Sato and uh, Nakamori for the Diana nice. Tag Belts. And yeah, I haven't seen that show, but I've heard it was for that match was like really good. It was incredible. I forgot that um, Nakamori had Cheeto Head at the time. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, the, uh, those were those talents were announced for Kitsune. This show is taking place on. Let me get the date for you guys. October twenty second. Thank you. I should have in Los Angeles, for- California. Beautiful Los Angeles, California. Just don't mind what the buildings look like. They're pretty nice inside. They might, they may or may not have air conditioning. If it get the chance. October. Hopefully, it's not an issue. But it should. The weather. LA. The weather shouldn't <laughs> be bad. But Southern California is known to always be hot. So yep. pack light. Maybe a sweater. If you, can, if you plan yeah, to come over fa- for the Bring show. your favorite Joshi shirt. Mm-hmm. Or buy one from Naki Ito or someone. Be prepared to spend um, an egregious amount of money at probably a taco truck because it's going to be late when you get up. Now it goes in checkies. They go hand in hand, but literally don't hold them <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> one don't has one to those go. Checkies. Yeah, one has to go. Yeah, let's move it over to um, Spark. You were at their Ignite East show. I was. It was exceeded every expectation, to say the least. The when you look at the card, right? Especially being in New Jersey, you see a lot of the same people, right? Janai Kai, uh, Billy Starks, even like Rino Yamashita, Maki Ito. They're always in the showboat, and I'm always at the. You know, GCW shows down there. So I was like, oh, how is it going to be 
like any different than just one of those with Saki at the top of the card, right? Or just Saki being like there. And it just felt really fresh. Like it felt like something new. It felt like something different. It didn't feel like, you know, okay, it's a GCW show with Saki. It did feel like its own thing, even with Masha Slamovich against Rini Yamashita being on both the Cage of Survival and the Spark show a week apart from each other. It, it, they both felt very different, even with a similar finish. They both felt very different, and they, even though it, you know, there's a continuation of that of a feud between like the two best women in GCW. It felt like you didn't need that context because it was just good on its own, and pretty much the whole show, you had the the American talent, local talent, really stepping it up. And even the matches that were local talent against local talent were really, really good. And uh, Tiara James came in. She's, she filled in for Delmi Exa, who had like car issues. And she stepped it up, too. It was just really fun to see how everything kind of worked itself out. And like I know that there were like some, some concerns going into the show, right? A new promotion starting out, an ex- expensive ticket, the... The card that very much leaned on local talent, but getting there, seeing who was involved, seeing uh, uh, GPW Productions, and seeing Ray's lighting, and a lot of the familiar faces when it came to the production side, I knew that they were taking everything seriously, and they were sparing no expense to make sure they got it right the first time, and that is huge, I think, because I feel like companies don't even take those steps 10 shows into their into their career into their uh thing so to see a new promotion really take it seriously from out of the gate is 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 important it is very important um also too they did start off with a very strong uh first talent announcement in ram kaicha which is someone that is hard to even see when you're in japan yeah i was there and i I saw her once so it was really really cool to see that she was announced for that show and on the west coast so she'll be out there on friday friday afternoon right or friday morning is when they're they're showing california's afternoon they'll probably like open the doors and everybody uh trickles in yeah um the only other person i can think of that's more elusive is hanazono i went to osaka trying to see her i spent three days there and didn't see her once i was like there'll be a shot Hanazono. Yeah, Hanazono and Ram. Very tough to see. Yeah, and then Ram's taking on one of your favorites, Saki, at the Night Saki, and it's And they just announced that it's for the Spark Pacific Championship, which will be defended in the U.S. and Japan. So that's a really cool little thing. And I'm interested to see, like, if, you know, when they go back to Japan, Saki and Ram, you know, who, who fights for it, could it give us clues to who will be on the next Spark show when they come back? So, really, really cool little thing that I think I wasn't expecting to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see at the end of that match whether Spark is going to partner up with Triple Six or Colors. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, it's going to be interesting. And then Miyu Yamashita was crowned their world champion, right? Yeah, and <laughs> like going into that match, like her that match was against Rachel Ellering. 
And like going into that match, like I, I feel like Ellering has a bit of a reputation with Joshi fans, especially once you watched uh, back in the day, like 2018, 2019. And she totally owned up to like whatever and just had a just a fantastic match, really. Just a really physical back and forth match. And just a match that I think proved that those like early perceptions, like the first impressions were either wrong or she has changed and developed into like, you know, a much better wrestler and and whatnot. I don't want to go too far into like, you know, the the whole situation uh from a tournament in stardom, but seeing her own up to that and facing Miyu, who is notoriously like a, a hard kicker, hard striker, and just take it, step up, and just ramp up the intensity and have just a physical back-and-forth match. It was really cool to see, and it was a fantastic first main event for uh, for any promotion. So, you know, it... And to crown a champion, a first champion, being Miu, I don't think you get a better, you could pick a better person. No, definitely, you can't. She's all reliable, as we saw in TJPW. Exactly. Yeah, she was the reason why she's she a, was She's their final boss. Yeah. Quite literally kicked everybody's yeah. head off. Exactly. So it's, it's a great choice. And like I said, they're, they're they have, I, I, at times, like, Especially in the build-up, like they're getting really conservative with a lot of the things that they're doing. But you've seen other promotions burn out really fast. Like I, I don't know if we talked about Garden State when I was on before or anything like or that. But as a company, they came in. They they it, like it was still in the infancy there, and they're they don't ex- they, I don't think they exist anymore because mm-hmm. they brought in great talent. They brought in a lot of great talent. They brought in people from even like AEW or so. They brought in a lot of people. And I, it just wasn't sustainable. So to see Spark kind of play it a little conservatively, using a lot of talent that's here already, using a lot of independent talent, and then bringing over one or two wrestlers exclusively, I think is probably the best course of action, especially when, like, you know, they, they have matches like that, and they can... they I mean, they're even building towards, uh, like, rivalries, and they're building factions already in the first show. So it's something to keep an eye on, really. That they are not, they are in it for the long haul. It seems like it doesn't seem like it's. Oh, we're going to run a couple of shows here and there. They, they're, you know, there's a faction building. There are two championship belts now. It's something's happening. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. And I wonder too, since you know they do East and West, I wonder if they're going to keep it California, New York, or maybe they'll go like do a Philly show and maybe like a Seattle show. I hope so. I, ho- I hope that the turnout in Newark didn't turn them off. Cause I don't think that it sold as well as the California show. And I think some of that had to do with the price. Some of it had to do with the fact that, you know, on any New Jersey indie show, you'll see, you know, a lot of the talent, but you know, it it was a enthusiastic crowd, and I think the positive buzz from the show will make it a lot easier to sell tickets next time. I think that you know, it, it's getting people to spend one hundred twenty five dollars to see Brittany Blake against Maki Ito when you, know, you can see Brittany Blake in in Delaware, and yeah, it, it it's now it's like well, 
there there's an extra level here. It's really is a confined, you know, Joshi space with that kind of influence throughout. And the fans are so were so enthusiastic yesterday, it elevated it even more. So yeah, I think the positive comments online are will probably help them out going forward. And if the West show is even half as good and the lineup looks twice as good, it's just gonna it I mean, there's so much potential there. And like like people want I think people want Joshi wrestling in this country. They want to see good women's wrestling. I think that that's something that we keep getting hints of as wrestling fans over the last, you know, 10 years, right? NXT, then, you know, WWE with the Four Horsewomen, AEW every once in a while goes, okay, something's going to happen here. And then it almost always peters out. Mm-hmm. And maybe if there's, if there's just a focus on it, a company focusing on it and continually delivering, it, it I mean, there's a market for it. Yeah, we haven't had a full-on effort like that since Shimmer. It was the last time it was a full-on women's Yeah, it, and it felt like a, a Shimmer vibe, right? It, he had the Joshi talent and the like the, the indie talent and mixing it up in a, in a hot crowd. It definitely it feels like a spiritual, not a spiritual successor, but maybe an evolution on that format with more focus on Joshi. Yeah, especially with, you know, Josie Channel is becoming more popular in the States nowadays with promotions like uh, GCW, uh, Prestige, West Coast Pro, bringing them over. Maybe we'll be able to have overlap where, you know, someone brings them over for a show for their weekend. And then, you know, they're able to to stay in the States for a little little bit extended amount of time and make other dates. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that, like, that was possibly didn't be discussed like gcw and spark i know that brett was trying to figure that stuff out so it's uh yeah that that's good that would be really cool to see like more of the interweaving of like the promotions and the talent being able to shine in multiple areas multiple places it's yeah there's there's so much potential like potential for the joshi wrestlers to like just become like cult icons here in the states, and I see it in GCW every time I'm there. Like how beloved they are the second they walk through the curtain. It's and it can happen. It can happen in any any indie fed. So if you're listening, indie bookers, go for it. Book your favorite Japanese woman's wrestler. It it works. It's it's proven. Yeah. People uh, get you'll, you'll get people in the door, and you have the most enthusiastic fans you'll ever have. And and even people who don't know them will know by the end of the match, and they will cheer. And even, too, with uh, West Coast Pro announcing that next year's Queen of the Indies will take place in Japan opens up a lot of doors. We'll see where these come oh, yeah. to, to as well. That's, yeah, the partnerships, it's it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. time. It's exciting time to be a Joshi fan in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's any, anything can happen. I mean, we got Risa Sarah coming over. It's Anything can happen. <laughs> People forget just how popular she was and how much she she was ice ribbon, literally, at one point. Yeah, she, she... Without her, I don't know if I would... Without her and Rena, I don't know if I would be back into death matches. I, I don't think I would be. And I used to, like, you know, I used to enjoy watching that style. I went to the Tournament of Death in 2018. Like, <laughs> I, I went to a lot of the stuff, and... Yeah, you lose interest, gain interest, whatever. Interest, you know, ebbs and flows. 
but seeing them have like that match and go and and realizing okay like there's just like that universal i don't know there's something universal about a death match that i think everyone understands when they watch it i I don't know yeah some people don't like it and i feel like i understand why right the blood the gore and some people like oh you know it's garbage wrestling and it's over the top or whatever you don't need to you don't need that to tell a good story in the ring but there's also something really human about Watching someone hit someone with a light tube, you just want to scream like, "Yeah, right!" Yeah, that, so that dopamine increase yeah. every time you hear, yeah. the, you hear the crack, and you're just like, Ugh. "Yeah, exactly." Yeah, so it's do it again, <laughs> do it again, exactly. And Risa Sarah has a big ass fan made like fifteen of them, and smashes it over someone's head, and you just lose your mind because it's amazing. I remember <laughs> watching um, Onita's uh, Blast Princess tournament, and she was doing her salmatos and her knee drops with her with uh your thing i was like that can't feel good and then she pulled up she had the uh, long pants on. i was like oh she's smart she had this the skirt and the long pants I was like she's <laughs> she's taking no chances with this yep and then yeah i see her jumping off of top ropes and off the you know or second ropes with her knees and onto cinder blocks and onto whatever yeah. chairs and ladders and stuff and i'm not I, sure I, I do if... i do think she hates her knees but Oh, she definitely does. This is the way she yeah. uses them. She uh, very violent. Same with uh, Sumikawa. She's trying to take people's heads off. Oh yeah. She she forgot her knee pad recently, and like. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah, she was tweeting about it. She's like, thankfully she she got a pair. I think she, when she one of the Osaka shows. I can't imagine her style without knee pads, knees, kicks, somato, everything. Right. How do you how do you do that with knee pads? She's great. She's like a mix of technical and striking. She's, you don't see anywhere and she, else. And she flies. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she does her uh, double knee yeah. stuff. Her double yeah, knees. but her, her catchphrase, let me fly in the ring, right? So mm-hmm. she can do anything. She's really, really an all-rounder and really glad that she's back, too. And I, she's, coming, she's coming to America, too. I was like, if you were yeah. a Joshi fan, you got to be stoked. You got to be stoked. I I'll see you in moon. North Carolina <laughs> next week. I was just over the moon when that announcement happened. I was like, I, yeah. it's, it's one what of those ones like it. we knew, like, because we, an act got announced, we kind of like, we knew at least one more was coming from Actress. We we're like, who could it be? Like, there's and, Mari, there's Natsumi, there And there was talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, like, Natsumi said, oh, I want to go, like, like, replied to the act <laughs> announcement for, the the WrestleMania appearance and Natsumi was like, next time I'll come with you and Act was like, yeah, next time you'll come and you know sometimes they say that I mean like Sakura Mizushima it was like oh we're coming next time all of us you know it's it you know it's, but to see it pan out where at least Sumikawa was coming over you know, after the the two were tweeting on on, on and whatnot it. It's exciting, yeah, yeah. Even though, like, there were little hints that maybe it would happen, but to actually see the announcement, because all the girls and, like, have expressed interest, even Marino. Yeah, yeah, Marino would love it here. I think she would have an absolute blast. And she's right. She started up her English language Twitter. I mean, being over there and telling them that I was from the U.S., they were just like, "Oh!" And like, they wanted to like, they like asked me about it, and they. You could tell, like, there was an excitement there that, you know, Americans cared about 
address and that's when they started the uh, the English Twitter as well so like they know that there's a market there for English speaking fans and I think that they're trying to figure out how to cultivate it in a way that you know is is productive for for everyone and give us and like give us fans what we want and also create a bridge for the wrestlers beyond like just me tweeting good morning and a smiley face to Sakura Mizushima right like that like the, the that's fun, but to have an actual bridge with an English Twitter liaison and whatnot and to actually send talent over, there's so much more that can be done that way. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting time with uh, wrestling because you see a lot of promotions like Ceiling just opened up their uh, streaming service because I think yeah. now there's a lot of promotions are starting to see, especially with uh, freelance work, that Joshi is very popular around the world, not just in Japan or over in the in the states, like all around the world. Like you have talent, um, like Yappy. She went back to her home country of the Philippines, and you know Thailand runs shows. So like it's there's promotions and all Yappy, around the world. Are there? Yappy was treated like a like you know like a god over there too, right? Like returning home, and everyone was excited to see her and seeing like how people reacted to her it was really awesome and I, yeah i think it's just there's just an appreciation for the, the japanese style of wrestling all around the world and especially when fans in regions that don't have good women's wrestling which is incredibly rare i mean or or at least like a a stable foundation for women's wrestling because i think the uk has a has eve and they you know they have a very stable foundation over there and you could easily bring in Japanese talent there and plug them in and they'll fit in it's and they have a great thing going there but there really isn't that equivalent in most places around the world there's just the hunger there for for fans and yeah. it, and and like whether they the talent comes here or just making the videos more accessible being able to go back and watch previous seedling shows instead of trying to find stuff on like some weird website or asking on like you know discords like who's got a link right it's it's a lot easier to just sign up for 10 bucks and watch everything that they offer for you know last couple of years and it was especially when these companies were on like deco or or whatever where you can only watch a show for two weeks after you order it live and it's only you know and it's like 30 30 american dollars it's you know you don't get your money's worth with that i feel like if you're not a diehard already no Nico but if you're a casual agent. yeah if you're a casual 10 bucks you, you could even jump services here here and there right and go oh let me check out what ceilings got on there and you go back and watch some like you know rico kaiju matches and go holy shit this is awesome right it's it's yeah and you know jump into actress actress the biggest thing they have going for them is well, other than like the talent right is 10 bucks and one of the best quality ser streaming services out there. And it has a native English built in, so you don't have to Google translate the site. Yep. You, you do have to if you're going to search for matches specifically, right? But yeah. navigating is a breeze. Because all the new shows are right up front, so if you're looking for what just happened, yep. it's going to be right there in the homepage. Yep. And very, it's the players very well it works very well you're not going to get much stuttering or buffering it's you're going to be able to watch a show and just have a good time and one thing i love to tell everybody that's new to actress is that the shows are on the shorter side but they're very easily digestible yep 
hour and a half usually for the Shinkiba shows, the act wrestling shows, and two hours, two and a half for the big ones, yeah. if that long. So, and the first very easy. minutes is all is opening <sighs> cutscenes and uh, dancing yeah. and dancing. You, you get you love riddles and your and your comedic opening, right? Your clusterfuck opening match. <laughs> Uh, you know, you have no idea what Kanemiku and Calico are gonna get into, and I do it's... like that. Um, even when say someone's injured, they have them uh, run down the card before the show just to keep them in the audience's eyes. Yep. Yeah. And like mm. it, like with Marino, it's it's it really sucks that she's gotten hurt a couple of times, but she's still very active with the promotion. They do like the the Fortnite and all their stuff too, so. The, the, their presence will always be there if their main focus is actress. I think that Marino is pretty much like focused on actress right now from what I've seen her like tweet. So to see her get hurt and have, you know, the whole plan for the year to like, okay, like now I may have to take other jobs like doing, uh, doing more stage acting or do more idol stuff. It's you know, deflating, but to see her still very much part and visibly like prominent in what they're doing, even when she's hurt, is awesome because not a lot of promotions can afford to do that, right? And a lot, not, yeah, it, it's a real good benefit for the wrestlers. And then the wrestlers who do do other work outside, like you know, Kawara Fujimoto, who's like not on every show and kind of like a very rare appearance, she can do what, what she needs to do. And, uh, she, you know, she's doing uh, voice acting and stuff, so she never narrated uh, a hype package for one of the previous shows. Yeah, so like even if you're not on the show, there's there's still stuff happening, and it it, it keeps them keeps them in the minds of the fans, right? And like that's important, right? It's so yeah. easy to lose momentum as a wrestler at, when you're injured, or especially if you have other jobs as an entertainer. It's it's important. It's a very important thing that they do. Yeah, because you can even look at uh, me. She's even become a rare sighting nowadays. Yeah. And like me has been on fire when she's when she's in the ring. <laughs> like she's been a lot of fun to watch lately. And you know, it's I like to call her my uh, enemigo. But um, speaking of GCW, uh, let's move it on over there because you were at Tournament of Survival, right? I was at Tournament Survival, Cage of Survival, and the After Hours JCW show for most of that. I fell asleep by the end of it because it was it started at like one o'clock. Oh, you were so at one in the morning, so I decided I had to sleep because that's because the next show was in the morning. But uh, yeah, no, the, uh, GCW gets a lot of shit and it's deserved for a lot of reasons, right? Janelle, yeah, there's just a lot of reasons why someone would not like GCW, and I understand it. But every time I go, I have a good time. And it's like an hour from me. It's right on the shore. It's in a in a great spot. So I always have a blast. And they always bring in amazing, like, talent from overseas. Like, um... You know, Rina's always there. Ito's always there. Um, then you had the Freedoms uh, guys, Harada and uh, Segura as well. So it was just really uh, just awesome. And then 
Uh, should we go go into the tournament or or whatnot? I mean, let's. Yeah, we can go into the tournament because it started off with uh, yeah. the first round was three ways to determine yeah, the next for, matchup. First round was three ways, and it was it was pretty creatively done uh, the way that they grouped them all together. Uh, you had the woman in, in their their uh, their first round was Casey Kirk, Sawyer Ruck, and Rena. Like it just they they really matched them up really well in the first round, and it felt like well you know the second round you know, it could be anything uh and just navigating over to the to the card just so i get the card right yeah yeah because it was the first the first one was sequel pay um the green superhero uh, yeah and uh Miedo Extremo. yeah Extremo. yeah um green phantom too right is that who it was yeah phantom yeah it was phantom yeah there yeah. it is i found it and that a sequel pay is like at least both of the the magicos magicos, uh, they are awesome. Oh yeah, the so, crowd love. <laughs> they crowd are love awesome. Pay. And sequel pay uh, and Rena's match like uh, last year, one of my favorites. Just they they are so much fun. The crowd gets hyped. The music's blasting, and they come in these houses fucking great matches all the time and it's just to open up the tournament with that match is a perfect call uh, and then like to get further into you know a, a sequel play winning makes the most sense he, he, he's beloved right yeah they love uh, him like they, they were going yeah. nuts and they didn't even doing anything yet <laughs> they were just coming yeah. out yeah exactly and it's it's just it's a that's that's what I like like you know GCW fans oh again get get a bad rap but they are some of the most like enthusiastic fans out there Definitely. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter if anyone does anything in the ring as long as like someone's like do like someone is walking to the ring so, someone's doing something it doesn't matter if there's a match or anything they will get hyped about it they will get excited about it and that's that's part of why I like about it. It's a very infectious energy, and I think like part of that is like we were saying before about like Risa Sarah and Rini Yamash, right? There's just something human about watching like a a death match, and to be there at like a pretty prominent uh, tournament for deathmatch wrestling with a whole bunch of deathmatch exclusive fans uh, and people who know the talent for the most part, it's exciting, really exciting to just be in there and be in that building even if it's the basement of the showboat that used to be a bus station doesn't matter and then the, the next match uh was janela uh Tegira and harata right the and that, that made sense and it was, it was it was pretty good i mean janela you know again another guy gets shit i, I feel like i'm gonna say that a lot about gcw and the talent and the people involved but uh he's been solid Especially like you know when he does this stuff with the with Japanese wrestlers, especially when he goes over. He's been he's been solid. I'm gonna give him that. Give him a B. Yeah, I'll give him a mm -hmm. B. Yeah, but, you know at times he could be a little higher. I mean, they had they had that fun match with uh, Asuka, and you know I'll, I'll I'll adjust based on it. But I'd say he's he's not as bad as people say he is. But I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Yeah. No, so that's. He's, yeah, uh, so that's that's where I'll put him. 
extra I'll put him I, I understand it's he uh the best way to describe him is um he's definitely a guy <laughs> he's he's the guy that he there. is he is exactly what I think of when I think of uh, a Jersey Shore based deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. So take that. Uh, take I, I was, that as you will. <laughs> I was going to rebuttal with he's exactly what you think Joey Janela would be. Like, if he's just the yeah, name exactly. Joey Janela, that's exactly what he is. Exactly. Also, um, I was muted on accident, but I was going to say deathmatches invoke two different emotions in two different types of people. Either you get that visceral, <laughs> you get that visceral. Uh, Dopamine, where you're like, I want to see it do. I want to see him do it again. Oh, yeah, or you want to look away. <laughs> Where's the rest of the class? Yeah. Put it through his eye. And, <laughs> and then the next Get one that was. Pizza uh, oh, the pizza. Oh, give me start on the pizza. Cutter. <laughs> was this? No, this wasn't the show. Maki wasn't here. She was at the next one, she, right? She was at the Cage of Survival. She she did some. She did some blood. I, I walked out on that match because I just I had to get out of there for a second. Oh, I was pretty and sure it uh, got hot. Man. <laughs> it was it, in the basement of the showboat. They had a huge fan. Uh, oh, the big, I, the big ass ceiling fan. Yeah, just the, yeah. Could you could you hear it up there? <laughs> you could feel it though. If you were on the other side of the ring of where I was, I was wandering around because I was taking pictures and stuff, and just you know. I usually get GA for these shows and just wander around. And yeah. I think that's the best way to take them in if you're not like super invested. And also to avoid getting hit in the face with parts of uh, light tubes. Yeah. So I just go around, wander around behind everyone usually. And sometimes I'll be waving like a rebel and enemy flag when Rena comes out or something. But yeah, for the most part, I'm wandering, taking pictures. And on the side, like opposite of the camera, that's where the fan was. And you could feel it over there. But it was hot. Camera side. Uh, yeah. There's a reason why Jun Kasai wears the goggles when he does the splash, by the way. Oh, yeah. You don't want to get that shit in your eye. No. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, I got Despy. Despy yeah. was there. Surprising. And, I was uh, shocked when he got announced. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I still can't believe he was there. Like, I, I, I have pictures of him. I haven't like gone through all that stuff. Uh, I still. It's. I'm still speechless over the fact that I saw him fight John Wayne Murdoch and Matt Tremont of all people. I saw one of those people playing mini golf after the show in the in the old carousel room. So literally, one just, of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Did you but go he, he to uh, DPW Live, the tag title match, the death match they did in Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that uh, was a lot of fun. They were juicing. Over there. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. Trash that, cans, that show was staples, great. chairs. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, how was the how was uh, Violence is Forever entrance that night? Because it looked like the crowd was oh, all into it. Uh, it was my one of my favorite entrances of all time. I was seeing some pretty sick ones. And, and he, he had a cranberry him. shirt on too. Yeah, uh, and he, he 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 took my picture and he posted it. He yeah. he shared it. My picture. That is amazing. Um, Yeah. Those those guys, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like those guys, like they were, um, they have those belts by circumstance, but man, have they made the most of it. Oh, yeah. It's, 
they, they are awesome. And I mean, they're deserving tag team anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, those guys in DPW can make, I feel like they just know how to make things work in a way that a lot of like any promotions don't. And in a way that like fits their image and their style, right? Like they they have a, I feel like they, they bring in some people that don't come back here and there, but I, I feel like they have a very clear vision of the promotion. And I think that's part of why it works so well and why it's so, I don't know, why it's so beloved by the fans. I mean, obviously it's the podcast and the three guys at the, you know, yeah. at the head are just really likable dudes in general. Like, but like, 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 like yeah, like with Spark, right? Mm-hmm. Spark has a they they started a faction in the first show. They had like you know they have some storylines budding. They got championships right out of the gate. I mean DPW was very similar, right? You could feel something was building there. It didn't feel like just an indie super show. When I really think that when you look at a DPW show lineup, it could easily fall into an indie super show. You know. Pitfall. Yeah, because there know? were some guys. There were definitely some people in the first few DPW shows that felt like they're going to come with staples, and then they just kind of disappeared off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, and like that's no problem there. It's just yeah, it you just things evolve, things change, and perspectives change, and you know what you know the and like situations change, right? Injuries could happen. And someone get an opportunity in AEW or or WWE. Like, what was Colby Carino is leaving for something? Like, things like yeah. that can happen. And you know, they have done a good job with can, their world title, though. Yeah, and I was there when uh, when Ali won it. You know, mm-hmm. it, that was a really fun moment. Even you know. It was a and it was a perfect way to make that change, with uh, with Bandit cashing in, Ali. You know, it all just worked out in a way that was coherent and it completed and that story of Ali and it, exactly, kid. exactly. It was fantastically done, and you know, people are like oh boo Ali, but I, you know, it's one of those like if you're booing him, he's doing his job. It's, yeah, and like I don't think it's the same way as like at at the end of Cage's survival, right? With with Blake Christian. Uh, it's a very different different thing. Yeah, those are different so, levels of heat right there. Very that. different booze, very different, yeah, very different sources of of, of that energy. Speaking of uh, just, Blake Christian, we'll we'll uh, move over to we'll move back over to the tournament of survival. Um I know <laughs> we just went off on this DBW tangent, but <laughs> yeah. they're doing good things. Um Yeah. Well We'll just move over to the semifinals. We had John Wayne Murdoch and Ciclope in the first yep. qualifier. Did you catch a glimpse of this one, or were you moving around? Yeah, I watched. I, I was there for most of this match, for most of the this show. I was okay. just chilling here and just, uh, again, Ciclope is amazing. Murdoch is really good at like just making you dislike him. It's he's he's really good at that kind of that kind of work. So yeah, I I'm also glad that Murdoch won because like even though I said Ciclope and Reno was like my one of my favorite matches that I saw in GCW last year, you know something 
uh, just felt like they reached what they can do and to have Murdoch and, you know, either Murdoch or Segura or Yamashita in the in the final would have been, like, really fascinating to me, I think. Yeah, Especially cause, if it were Arena. Like, because last year the winner was Drew Parker. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Segura, he, they love him. He is a psychopath. Dude. Yeah, I. Uh, I when I saw, it, we're, gonna, like, we're gonna go into we're gonna go into like what I saw him do in Japan, but in one match, I only saw one match, and it's burned in my memory. Right, he's that kind of a wrestler. Yeah, that just uh, he is just so good and at what he does. <laughs> especially with the with the way DCW does their entrances, where you got to go through the crowd, right? Yeah. There's just people all over them, right? Like even yep. with Rena, like there's this they're yep. bumping into you. They're just you know everybody's yep. just getting hyped. It's like a damn mosh pit on the way of the it's, ring. And like Rena, like Rena channels that. She's just like fuck yeah, like flipping off everyone. It's just so it's so like I said, it uh, you, you got to experience it, right? I, I feel yeah. like her her name is perfect for that. They literally just starts off saying bullshit, <laughs> so bullshit, 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 and everybody's just like yeah, and what the fuck's going on. Hold on, I, I do have to lodge one criticism over to Spark Joshi. If you're listening to this, uh, please don't use the censored version again. <laughs> I was about to say they dubbed the audio <laughs> live. No, censored version. I was like, oh no, but it was it's still hype, still hype yeah. track. It doesn't matter, but yeah, it's just really funny. I, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just funny, like to not hear, like to hear the like the the motorcycle rev, and you don't hear the. Don't hear the bullshit chant. Like, what's oh, yeah, happening? You don't hear the, and it's like, yeah. You just hear, rrr, rrr, rrr. It's like, oh, uh, huh? Let's go. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, whatever. Rena's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> we have to mention about uh, Spark, too. It's like, all of this, whatever success comes out of this, it's all going to be word of mouth because the only people that saw it were the people that were there. So, yeah. Well, uh, they had the best production crew in the Northeast there filming. So, hopefully, oh, they were filming. It, comes it out. wasn't a stream, but they were filming. Okay. So. Yep, yep. So they they had uh, the people who do like most of the northeastern uh, independents there. Can I buy uh, the it GPW on productions? Uh, I was talking about that with uh, shout out T Whalen on on Twitter. We were talking about that after the show. I forgot. <laughs> like I, I literally just, it just popped in my brain. I remember you have the TV with the VHS built into it. I do. Yeah. And you? Uh, yeah. I ate my King of the Ring uh, 2002 tape, uh, I think it was. And I was, like, really pissed off at it. I'm I'm going to be abusing that when I go over there for WrestleMania weekend next year. <laughs> of course. Of course. I actually have another VCR, VCR-DVD combo, put, hooked up to a bigger CRT now. So you'll be uh, put on whatever you want. It with, won't eat my tapes. With the surround sound, <laughs> with the, with the with with too much bass in it? Uh, no surround sound, but... People look into it. <laughs> oh, no. it. It is. Um, did Did you watch last year's Tournament Survival? I did not. I had tickets to it, and then I think that oh, was when yeah. DPW. So yeah, I didn't just, watch all of it. That was the first. I just I watched the arena. That. Yeah, I just watched the arena stuff. That was the first time we were talking, and you were doing your big your eight hour drive, and we were like, "What?" You're like, "What do I eat?" I was like, "Bojangles." Yep. Now I know Bojangles on Cookout. That's what I'm doing this weekend. So can't wait. Hell yeah, because yeah. um, Sagira he had some sort of contraption where it was like it had like paper tape on it, 
and like it was light tubes and you would spin it and it would twirl and then you did like some bullshit <laughs> in it. It was just like it's uh, visually striking. It's like this shit is crazy. This dude is insane. Yeah, gotta go back and check that out. But yeah. And like Sigur against Yamashita, like just that's sick, right? Just on paper. It, it it's it's amazing. And then when you see it happen in front of you, it's it lives up to what you expect and um, they all like kind of set the seeds, planted the seeds for the next uh, like forty minutes of GCW. What happened in this match? <laughs> so, and then, you know, you got to the final, which is Murdoch against uh, Yamashita, which was, you know, another like great Rina Yamashita fighting through everything match, and yeah. You know, yeah, because it's it's kind of it's kind of David yeah. Goliath in a way because there's a, yeah, there's a size like, difference. And like I feel like it's it's it, it should be really easy to get burned out on that because it's always almost always the same kind of story. But the every time she does it differently, she steps it up. And uh, you know the the scaffolding spots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know Murdoch getting thrown off and then her jumping off, right? Amazing. And for her to like have to resort to that kind of stuff in those kinds of matches and and you know knowing that the other person is going to expect it and then you know her having step it up even more it's just you you never know what you're going to get with her uh (laughs) you you know it's going to be good but you you don't know like something innovative and and crazy is going to happen and like it it is it does work to their advantage too because sorry um the uh it's not like we're watching uh, Ray versus the Big Show. She has access to plunder and has consent to yep. inflict bodily harm. So, exactly, and she's not afraid to, and she will inflict harm upon herself too to psych her up, which she, is always a really fun spot. Yeah. Even when she's eating light tubes, which is scary to me. Uh, <laughs> she is the ultra violent champion for a reason. Yes, exactly. It's uh, uh, I cannot get excited. Man. I just just. Smashing the tube overhead and takes a bite out of like, can what you, the fuck, let's go. Can you imagine her hitting Murdoch with a splash mountain? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> that would be like, that would probably break the ring. That would be insane. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. That place would explode, literally. Like, it, there'd be a fire somewhere because someone just combusted. <laughs> yeah. So, the, how the fans get in, in those kind of situations, oh, yeah. and the, the, the fucking air horn would explode or something you know <laughs> just yeah like it like it yeah. those shows are always fun and feel like a, a single day tournament especially death match it, like it contains story just a lot of fun and then fucking at the end rena like there's you know the uh freedoms celebrating with rena and then turn on her and out comes june kasai like it was unbelievable to see that in person i did not expect it and i was like shaking in excitement it was just just one of the coolest did he he's a living legend too show. oh lord he he is like the living legend every and everyone had nobody like was okay when he came out right everyone was losing their fucking mind and I'm, like, I'm losing my mind just thinking about it. I wasn't even close and, to it. Yeah, and like he, he came out, like he came out, like wearing 
in a mask and like someone actually oh is that Kasai? I'm like, it's too fucking Kasai. I'm like, is that Kasai? I'm like, is it Kasai? And then he takes it off and he puts on the fucking glasses and he, you know, does the pro heart. And I was like, holy shit, like what the fuck did I just see? And yeah. it's just, you know, and like I said, like Wrestling's all the cool. problems of GC <laughs> all the problems at GCW aside, moments like that, it's it's fucking worth it. And then you yeah. get to meet them afterwards. You can give them fucking money, you can buy their portraits, buy a t-shirt. Like that's way more important than you know the, the the almost inconsequential compared to like Spark ticket price. Yeah, like it's you know go go there. You support your favorites directly, and you know it. Oh, and you're at those merch you, tables. Like the money uh, in your hand does not mean shit to you at the time. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I gave a lot of money to to Saki and to Miyuki, and to, so it's so easy to just yeah, and like. I think that is way more important to them as wrestlers than any money they're getting off of the, you know, the gate, right? Because yeah, they—that's money that's going right to them. Yeah. Not only that, they're gonna remember that when I went here. Yeah. Every, you know, so many people wanted to meet me, and like they're, they're gonna remember these experiences and want to come back. Yeah. Exactly. And seeing such a long line yesterday for you know Ito and Saki before the show, it just, you know. It, yeah. it it means a lot to them, and especially when they're here for the first time, and they're not sure anyone's even going to know who they are, and to have that love on the first show, it means a ton. So it's really cool. I'm pretty that, sure a lot of the TJPW girls were nervous about that. Yeah, but TJPW has the most like devoted fan base, I would say, of any company out there. Yeah. Right, their fans just love tjpw it doesn't really matter like as long as a tjpw person is present they will be happy right yeah. and they will support them when you have all of them they're going to want to support all of them because it's there it's it's more than just a wrestling promotion i feel like for a lot of the fans it's it's it really is like a i don't know, like a yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's hard it's hard to explain but yeah. it's not it's not really like New Japan, like it's not AEW. It's it, there's something about it that really differentiates it from other wrestling companies. TJPW fans are TJPW fans. Yeah, and I think that a lot of them are not your typical wrestling fan. I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah, and you got it's you know we we say this a lot, but like there's something out there for everybody, and you you just gotta be go. You just gotta go with the flow sometimes. Like sometimes the promotion does silly shit, and you just gotta be like, fuck it, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, and like I, I feel like anyone who complains about certain things about TJPW probably isn't like that. Isn't gonna click with them at a level that a lot of these other fans are, right? And they, maybe it's not for them. And yeah. I think that's okay. And I think, like you know, I was saying a lot. Of, I know a lot of people are gonna skip over this part because GCW, and that's totally fine. Uh, there is something for everyone out there, and yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of stardom. I don't like the. I don't like the big productions, and that's why I, I'm, I don't like TV style wrestling. So I don't really watch AEW anymore. And I haven't watched WWE in at least five years. You are a dark I enthusiast. Like, I uh, dark uh, RIP dark. That was mm -hmm. the only show I'd watch because like you could skip through it and you can kind of like yeah. you can like curate it. You could curate it yourself, and you saw yeah. a lot of the smaller local talent and. That's where you'd see Emmy Sakura wrestle it all the time. A, so. It was an Excalibur and Taz podcast. It was. 
<laughs> it, and it, it sucks that that's gone, but you know, I, I guess it's like living on in Ring of Honor. I really don't know. I don't subscribe to the Ring of Honor thing, but uh, it's that's that's a big loss for like all the independent talent. I feel like, yeah, especially with Collision and you know just circumstance. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, another thing about TJPW. Like um, one person I would love for them to bring, but she'll probably never set foot on in the state. Sadly is mocha i think she's great mocha. i she's been killing it lately i think it's just a matter of time before she you know give her like two or three years she'll be part of any american show they run she she is solid and like they keep she keeps like inching her way forward i mean the match with rio was fantastic like uh mizunami uh, i remember it, i asked it, you about that too like because i remember i could hear it on the through the stream uh, like the crowd chanting chant her name, and I, I could see on her face like she was surprised that they were chanting. Her I name was like chanting that. for. Her. I yeah. was. Oh, and you could see it too. Yeah. Like her, she lit up. Like she was not expecting to get cheered like that, yeah. and then it kind of like it it got her excited. So, yeah, yeah. I think that like, and then since then she's very slowly elevated herself. I think that it, maybe that that match and the fan reaction. Gave her the confidence to, you know, try some new things or work on some, you know, work on some things in, in practice and training. She's, I, yeah, she's someone who I could see really being a future, you know, at least mid-carder for the yeah. company. Like, she, she's, she, she's no longer, like, opening match material. No, she has really gotten herself out of that, that level really, really well. And she fits in yeah. in a lot of places. She throws one hell of a leg lariat. I on, on the last show I screamed when she hit one. I was like, "What the?" She's so let's cool. go. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you know because we're gonna see a shift in the in the card in the hierarchy yep. in TJPW soon because you know Susan May is definitely moving up. So is Endo. She's literally right behind her. Uh, free yep. free Wi Fi might be preoccupied with the tag belt, so there's gonna be a spot open there, and you know it could be. Could be Yuki Arai, it could be Mok. You know, there's a lot of people that could slot in there. Walk, Wakano yeah. is very popular. She's improving at a high rate. Yep, there's there's so much talent there, and, and even like the the really really raw rookies are showing a lot. Uh, the young ones like uh, Haru and whatnot, it, it, Haru and Runa. They, yeah. yeah, like the sky's the limit for a lot of these wrestlers, and. You know, TJPW gets kind of pigeonholed into like, oh, it's fu- it's what cute wrestling, uh, you know, or whatever. Right? I, th- it, I thought I thought I just had there. is, you know, we have the we have the original Up Up Girls, right? You know, we we had Pinano, but she's you know she left. But we have the original trio of uh, Hikari, uh, Raku, and Miyu. But you know, the, now they have a fifth girl going upwards. So what if we yeah. see a shift where like we getting a wolf pack? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> you know, we're like, let's say Miyu and Hikari start moving toward the way towards the performing side and they get to focus more on their wrestling. This is actually a discussion I had yesterday with another uh, fan at Spark where we were saying, like, it's going to give the opportunity for like Hikari if she wants to go focus more on deathmatch wrestling and leave something like that. Like, it, it's, I think it puts less pressure on them to to stay in that idol role, right? Yeah. And if Miu, and maybe Miu, they feel like Miu can't be a world champion if she 
is still doing upper kick at the opening of every show. Yeah, that would be because that's it, that's always going to carry a stigma around her. Of oh, she's the she's the idol. She's the one that dances in the opening. Yeah, yeah. But like, look at the other company. Look at Stardom. Who's their undisputed double world champion right now? Now it's so, Shikawa. Now it's Shikawa. Last time we saw her in ice cream, she was dancing and singing. So she went. <laughs> Oh, she she is the fastest. She holds the world record from le- from leaving Ice Raven to winning the world championship. I know zero days, zero months for a first match. Uh, I know Tam had to want that one, so like that does that doesn't just happen. Yeah, and it, it's fun. Ishikawa is awesome, and she's great. That whole situation like sucks. That everything play, how it played out, but I'm glad that like it seems that there's been rebounding on it, all all ends, you know, Asayan actress, and I don't know what now is into, but she just had like the biggest program of her life, so you know, you know maybe she'll be pigeonholed like you know idol wrestler Tam wannabe, but I think that just having the eyes on her is enough to really help build her brand. For anything she wants to do in the future, and like Ice Ribbon is restructuring, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> again, but I think that I think that maybe it's uh, they the the first restructuring was maybe it's the talent's fault, maybe it's you know, incompatibilities or something. Second one, okay, management has to look in the mirror. They got two pretty hard lessons, so yeah. They gotta figure it out going forward, right? Yeah, and it's we all know that Asahi's not coming back. I know, um, but like I'm so torn on that because I love I like Ice Ribbon. I'd love to see Asahi doing that, mixing it up with a lot of different wrestlers from different promotions. Um, but I'm also an actress girls fan, and I really want to see her there and building Teppen into something. So, yeah, it. It's complex feelings all around. Let's get back to what the important part, the cage of survival. <laughs> oh, man, because there's still more I want to talk about, dude. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. We got, we got to get to. We got to get yeah, to. We'll, so. we'll, we'll, we'll move, yeah, we'll move back and then we'll move forward. Stay tuned for stay tuned for our TJPW and Actress Girls. You can, so, but you can, first, you can subscribe to the Patreon to watch the five-hour version of this. But first... Back to the cage, cage of survival. survival. Maki Ito. She Maki was, Ito, She's yeah. a person that was there. She was there. People loved her. I don't know what the, the match wasn't supposed to be that match. I, I thought, I don't know. She fought Janai Kai. It was fine. Uh, what happened afterwards was fun. You know, Matt Cardona comes out and has a whole Matt Cardona shtick. And then I leave during the match because it's, you know, a Matt Cardona match. I, Sorry for any Matt Cardona fans. But um, I was like, there's a lot of stuff coming up that I don't want to miss. And I was like, I'm going to go to the ATM and get some money so I can give it to Maki Ito. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And uh, yeah, apparently, like, Ito hit Cardona with some light tubes. And it was, you know, a lot of fun. And um, I'm sure everyone was really hyped for that. And then uh, uh, Vikingo against Ninja Mac was the next match. Ninja uh, Mac, a guy that has been in Noah quite uh, 
promo. Yeah, and he was selling no Noah merch and everything. It was it was cool. It was cool to see that match. I didn't I didn't know it was on the card. I I really don't pay attention to cards of shows I go to anymore. Um, if it's like a GCW show, because like I said with Ito against Sky, I don't even think that was like I think it was a different match was announced. So I never know what I'm walking into with these things. And then um, uh, Despy against Janela was announced like. I think the morning of the show, so it's not even worth like looking it up. That was right nineteen the... minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you went to go get money? <laughs> uh, no, I love uh, this. Yeah, that was that was fun, and every like the thing about Janela at Atlantic City, he's gonna do something really fucking stupid, and you just gotta be there in the room or out on the pier when he does it, and you gotta like look. Uh, I mean, I show, can't confirm. Last, I saw him show slide out on the pier. On fire. The, yeah, the show out on the pier when he he took the um the was it the, the the scissor lift, and he got up on the scissor lift, and the crowd's just chanting, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And pointing at the scissor lift that is going up as Janelle as, and like he, he always does something stupid, and he like it's like I don't want to encourage it, but also like you gotta see what dumb dumb shit's gonna be on Twitter. You know, for the next couple of days, uh, it, you know, but it was fun. It was Despy's great. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's cool to see him out here not um, doing like a AEW related thing. He's just here freelance. Yeah, yeah. He, do, he he does. He's going to do. Uh, it's going to be Moxley and Homicide versus him and Junkasai, right? Probably, I believe that got, that got announced for one of the shows. I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, how did how how was the reaction for the main event of this show? It was amazing to start, right? And that's one thing about GCW that I feel like gets overlooked is that the women and the men are effectively the same right there's no gender divisions there's no anything like um it doesn't matter what gender you are you can fight for the world title and as long as you're interesting the crowd is going to love you right so masha and rena for the world championship is like was awesome to see and the crowd was so into everything they were doing and you know exchanging chants and anytime Rena did anything it was loud and the air horn was going off anytime Masha did anything it was loud the air horn was going off it was just the atmosphere was amazing and then Blake Christian won and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and it's like I actually like Blake Christian I like the fact that he is leaning into like the fact that the fans genuinely do not like him uh, you know, his foot out the door and he comes back with his tail between his legs, his foot out the door again. Just, and the fact that he's still there and it, just the fact that he's there. Yeah, because he did have that. Irritates, like. Um, he did have that big feud with Cardona last year. Yeah, you know, like, just the fact that he's there upsets, like, the GCW diehards. It's just fun. Uh, but, like, uh, it's just a frustrating finish to what was a classic match. And that splash. Have you seen? Did you see like the video of Rena 
top rope splash into the pane of glass. Mm-hmm. Then my, my immediate thought was someone got hit in the eye. Yeah. It, it was everywhere. It was... That was just an incredible moment that, like... To, and to have that lead to just, like, almost a generic indie guy winning, it was like, ah. Uh, like, like... This is the uh, icing on the cake right there. You know, like... yeah, yeah, I've been, been, been somewhat talking about, all right, you know, GCW is not that bad. GCW is not that bad. It's and fucking like, terrible. They, they fucking pull this in the fucking main event of the big, uh, and it's like, fuck that, fuck Brett, fuck GCW. I'm never going to the show boat again. Bring back Garden yeah. State, bitch. Yeah. What happened to those guys? Right? They wouldn't have done this shit. They would have had, my, so, they had me, you win. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's frustrating, but I also kind of understand, like, I understand, like, the booking rationality, but I also don't give a shit about it because I'm a fan, right? Boo! Fuck like Christian. Etc. People throwing shit in the ring, it was crazy. It was, it, 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 I always wanted to, like, as a kid, wanted to be in, like, the... Yeah, no, it was, there was water bottles, beer bottles, everything was thrown into the ring. And, like, it kind of sucked because Masha and Rena were still in the ring, but also it was just in a death match. I mean, what the hell's a can of Pepsi going to do? But, um, it, it, it's, you know, I always wanted to be at, like, a WCW show when, like, the garbage was filling the ring and Hogan was, like, you know, mm -hmm. shit-talking. I was like, that atmosphere must have been so cool. And, like, I felt that there, you know? It was, it was even though, like, it, it was a shitty moment, it was booing. I was like, you know, there's still something really, like, uh, I don't know. Like, dude, you, were literally, you were there, you were watching, yeah. like, this guy is a piece was, of shit. He's a real yeah, piece of fuck shit. Fuck this guy, fuck this company, fuck everything I just saw, right? It, it was, it fake, was what it was. Fake-ass like, Christian like, Cage. I just, yeah, and it's like, I, I can look at it through, like, the lens of, like, booking, and even, like, it's a bad booking decision or whatever, or, you know, it makes sense as a booking decision to get the belt off of Masha in a way that doesn't really, you know, hurt her arena, but also, like, Oh, I want to see that match come to a conclusion, and I got marvelous. to see it. I got to see a rematch uh, yesterday at Spark, and uh, if if the show hasn't aired yet, you could just skip over a little bit. But uh, it was another draw, so oh lord, it was. Uh, was it the faction yeah, thingy? No, it wasn't a faction thingy. Just time limit draw. Mm. So it. Blake Christian didn't show up there. Don't worry about it. It was just a time limit draw. It was a fantastic match, obviously, between those two. And the, the early, the, pretty much everything except the main event was a 15-minute time limit. So those two could go for a lot longer than 15 minutes, and it just worked out that way. Still a great match. And the only real frustrating booking decision of the entire show, but also, I feel like it makes sense, especially if you're trying to bring in talent from like a GCW in the future. And if you're trying to kind of create a way to just add more depth to a obviously natural rivalry between Masha and Rena. So, yeah, 
it's yeah yeah i i these two are going to be linked for as long as they're wrestlers i feel like now because of the gcw and then both and like you know when they go back over to japan they will probably cross paths there it's just you know yeah i wouldn't put it past more 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 chapters in that story and we're nowhere near we're nowhere near the final chapter. Well, no, we're not even close to the finish line. But yeah. I, would, I would not be surprised if Masha just shows up at like a freedom show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... She, I even show up in like Gato Move or something too, a freedom show. You never know, right? Speaking of Gato Move, that little girl over there, that little goblin is, has some bridges open. She has the she has a link to both Stardom and TJPW. She is. She, she's she else. has. She sold her her soul to the devil, which is also her. So I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. She, she, but like, it just also speaks to like how great she is, and that everyone recognizes it and will want her on their cards. She's so it. The coolest part is right. You know, because we were talking about earlier how people aren't gonna vibe with GJPW, but you know the talent's still there. Like you have your yeah. Endos, your Susan Mays, people that that they want to see in the high-speed division. She's wrestled all of them. She's wrestled Endo. Yep. She's wrestled Suzume. She's wrestled, you know, Amasaki. She's wrestled Azumi. She's wrestled that Starlight Kid. So, like, it's... If you want to see it, she's done it. Yeah. And, and like, it, it's almost a perfect introduction, right, to... Uh, I, like, I don't want to watch TJPW, but, you know... Uh, but May fought Endo, and I'll check that out, right? Yeah, it, 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 you might you might hook some people going, oh, there's actually a more to TJPW than just the, the the cute, silly, fun wrestling, right? And then they might actually watch the Masao show and be completely lost for three hours. So, you know, you're... you're... Yeah, I was, uh, that's my show of the year, bar none. Even over the ones that I went to, <laughs> it was just... So good. But yeah, it's yeah, like I you know, there's something for everyone and it yeah. May is almost a bridge between all of it, which is really cool to see. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see. And uh back to our reg- regularly scheduled program at yeah. TJPW, we were well we were in the middle of our conversation before we had to go back to Cage Survival. But Oh yeah. Um Yeah, I think we're like we're on the cusp of a changing of the guard for them. Like there's going to be someone's going to move up. It's, it's been a slow burn. And I think if you've watched it since 2018, you, it's a lot easier to kind of see how it's all played out Mm -hmm. where, you know, the aces, the, the, the pillars, the, all that nonsense, right? It's it's been a very natural progression in like a very realistic way where you know, Yuka, Miyu, Mizuki, Shoko, they're all in the prime of their lives, right? They are still very young comparatively. They're not, you know, a sixty year old veteran just hanging on and, you know, putting their name on a show to sell a couple of extra tickets, right? They are top-tier talent that is still getting better all the time. And 
in the last year or so, it's starting to turn a bit where, like, you know, they may be reaching their limits. And you're starting to see wrestlers like a Hikari Noah or a Arisa Endo or especially Miyu Watanabe really creep up and start to have some cracks in that foundation beneath the beneath those pillars that have built Tokyo Joshi from what it was, you know, very early on. Because it, even in 2018, 2019, it was a very different promotion. The entering quality was nowhere near what it is now. And it was like, I'm not going to say it was bad then, but I feel like with Yuka, Miyu, Shoko, Mizuki, Rika, they've elevated the promotion even just, you know, exchanging the championships between them. Every time there was a match, it was better than the last, right? Every time it, every time they went out there, it, they bettered themselves. Yuka would always find a new, like, she debuted the magical girl chicken bastard, right? Like, the yeah, you know, something new happens, you know, the whirling candy, right? They are constantly improving every time. And now with like the the just the general passage of time the younger wrestlers are stepping up more and more every time they're hungry the the new the older wrestlers are the thing is like a lot of times you could say older wrestlers are complacent in in you know the the storylines right that they're complacent they know that they're good they know that they're good and it's easy for a rookie to sneak in a pin or, or, or do something like, you know, get an upset win or, 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 or shake the veterans. Right. And then that happened last year in the, in the, in the princess cup, right. To the extent where Yuka knew she had to go in the full on defensive mode and just fuck up everyone and leave no survivors, right. Just destroy everyone with the belt and all that. And, you know, people had their opinions about it, but I think that the way that played out made out, made a shit ton of sense, a whole lot of sense to have, Yuka finally win that tournament in a way that almost didn't feel like it was guaranteed against, you know, a talent like Miyu. And, like, that's crazy, because, like, you go back to, like, 2019, 20, like, there's no way you don't want to even consider Yuka losing in a one-on-one in, yeah. that, in that scenario. And it's and now with Yuka being hurt, but mostly her leaving, right? And then Miyu spending a lot of time overseas, and Mizuki being the, the the champ finally, it really does feel like a lot is changing in a in a way that like it hasn't done in TJPW in a long time. And now with Yuka's injury, it's really kind of forcing things that. I don't know, are just going to benefit the company. And, like, I hate to say that about my favorite wrestler being hurt, right? But I feel like that's when you're going to, they're going to need to change direction, change pace, make adjustments on the fly. And, I mean, the, the, there's so much room now for someone to step up with, 
you know, Miu being overseas, Ito being overseas, Yuka being overseas and, and, and injured, there is now a void that is going to need to be filled. It's exciting, really exciting. And like, see Endo and, and um, Aino step up in the last main event and had a, had a great match. And it's just a matter of time before more really kind of try to start fighting for that void and someone's going to break through and get that world title that you're not that you know right now isn't one of those pillars and it's going to be such a big moment and people are going to for maybe they'll still whine about like oh well, Mew should have won it in 2022 but i feel like people are going to be so excited that they'll forget about it and say wow that ride was awesome yeah because it's like you said in the Princess Cup, she had, she had to break hearts along the way to get yeah. where we're at now, and yeah, you know she you know her graduation and the unfortunate circumstances of her being injured, and not being able to drop the tag belts does add a little bit to it. But yeah, we're getting that now, like Mizuki being the champion, as you're saying, and you know there's a whole host of people that could beat her right now. Yeah, like you, you, oh, yeah. I, you could see, I could see Suzume ringing a bell, and you know just. Walking away with yeah, it. and you know that's crazy. And like you were saying earlier, like the the thought of me beating uh, Yuka in twenty nineteen, unfathomable. Because yeah, back then she was losing to Raku. No offense, I know Raku is yeah. one of your favorites. But, I love Raku. Yep, but you know she was losing to Raku back then, and there's no way in hell you know that at that time she would. It was even a thought that she could beat her. Yeah, and I think that just is a testament to like the promotion, how they're able to just build these stars in a way that's so convincing, where it happens over time. You almost don't even notice it, right? And like Yuka has like Yuka elevated herself, right? But you have and and with that elevating the whole kind of. In mat in ring quality, you know, match quality of the promotion, and like the gap was closing underneath her the whole time. That's the thing that I think like really is fascinating. Where the, the like, you know, she was still bettering herself. She's still the ace, and her Miu and all that. They are still above everyone, like above everyone when it comes to that stuff. But the gap was closing beneath them. And it's just just fascinating to 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 see that, and when it when it pays off, it's going to be such a big deal. And if it's me, it would be so deserving. She has been killing it, and like especially like she'll she'll be the next one to make the jump over to the states because the fans just love her here. Oh yeah, they adore and her. It's so easy to see why, right? Does the big spin, smiles and sings, and likes baseball. What more do you need from a wrestler? She's American. She's as American <laughs> as they come. <laughs> or Swiss, depending on how you want to think about it. But it's true. Another thing with me, too, is not even just the giant swing. She swings two people sometimes. Yes. That, yeah. I don't know if you know how Natty, uh, <laughs> the human body works. That seems incredible. Yeah. Don't make sense to me. It's amazing, and I love to see it. Like she does stuff that, like, I don't think people realize. Like, like people who see her outside of like the outside of TJPW fans or people who are like familiar with Joshi, they're like that's like she's not gonna be like this crazy like 
power lifter or whatever. She's like this cute singer girl who likes baseball. Uh, she is just uh, amazing. She's incredible. Uh, just destroying all perception of like, you know, what the pink up up girl would do. Like if you like, you know, the up up girls are, this is the... are basically freaking Power Rangers. I know it's 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 amazing. Yeah, but she um, know yeah. is she knows become my favorite. I don't know how it happened. Still love Raku, but I think it's way closer than I thought it would ever be. It's, uh, we're gonna get she, to she a point. Amazing. Like as we were touching on earlier, we're gonna get to a point where the thought of you know Ryu and Hikari's graduation from the Up Up Girls has to come up eventually because they ha- yeah. they will have to move on. They have outgrown it. It's not that you know we all love the Up Up Girls. Yeah. We all want to sing up and, and like, kick and chop and we want to have a good time. But to do what they want to do, they have to move on. They're yeah. both you know and look like, at them. They're both former international princess champions and you know, they. they they can, we've they've proven they can do it. Yep. Like with, go ahead, sorry. With 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 that, like, there's nothing wrong with being like an idol singer and a world champion, right? We you, no. you see it in other promotions. It's and like you think of the biggest like Joshi champions of all time, right? It. Let's <laughs> look at Exactly, <laughs> it's happened. It's totally totally fine. But I feel like. Yeah, with like the Up Up Girls, especially, it, it it feels like a mid card act, right? I feel like if you're associated with that, maybe it's just the way that we've been conditioned to them, right? They're they're gonna need to shed that in order to really do something. And like Hikari, I feel like that girl prints I, money. I, I I don't know how to tell. I say this all the time. That girl prints money. She's someone who, like, I feel like has gotten surpassed by a lot of her peers. And, like, and I, I don't think it's her fault. No. I she think definitely gets the, held back I, by the agency, I would, I would assume. I think it's, like, I think it, yeah, I think it's, like, she wants to do stuff like death matches. She wants to do things that I don't think her agency would let her. Camera in the face. And I think, yeah. And I think that, like, she's just kind of settled in in a, in a spot she's comfortable right now mm-hmm. and maybe she's riding it out till she can actually figure out how to do death matches i don't know but like yeah she i feel like she has been a little bit surpassed by the other up up girls and like even like like raku's got something going right i, I feel like raku's really improved in ring very sneakily doing some cool stuff on the ring yeah and like she does, the I feel like Akari. She's there. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like Akari really hasn't added much to the to that level, right? I think that no, she definitely she's got just, stagnant in ring. Yeah, I think she's just settled in in a, in a in a place where she's comfortable, and that's never a good thing as a wrestler. But she also like just is so cool, right? And I feel yeah. like that's something that is always going to appeal to people, especially when they first watch Tokyo Joshi. It's like who is this? Like, she is the, the dark blue is cool. She's yeah. got the piercings. Like, literally, just she loves death her. matches. She is cool, right? Yeah. How can you not like immediately go like want to know more about her? Yeah. And you know, once that kind of wears, like, I feel like Ito is kind of similar, right? Like, oh, this is fun. She's like cursing and doing that. And but once you get into it, it's like you're 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 like you know 
a fan for a year, you've binged two years worth, and it's like, okay, what's new? What's new? What are they doing new? And it's like, there's not much new, right? Another wrestlers keep stepping it up, and like, you know, I don't want to critique people on like, oh, you know, stepping up or whatever, but I, I do think that it's it's all it, that's almost like a testament to what's going on in TJPW, where Arisu Endo or Shino, right? Relatively new wrestler Shino just debuted in March. They're exciting because they're yeah. doing something different and new. And 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 Arisu's another person you see her, you go, what is what is going on here with the hair? It's always different every time I see her, right? There's there's something just really appealing about everyone in TJPW, and I don't think you can rest on being like the cool pierced girl. You know, yeah. it's you got to keep evolving. And yeah. the cool thing about Endo, right? Because yeah, she's been on like a fast track, and it's, it feels like it's unintentional, but she just keeps yeah. landing on it. It feels it feels natural. Yeah, like it's natural. Like it doesn't like nothing. It's not, the company's not doing anything for her. You know, it. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're not pushing her directly. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But ever since that match, the retirement match against Rekha Psyche, right? Mm-hmm. That put her like that gave her a huge rub. And then you yep. you fast forward to WrestleMania weekend, she took the pin, but everybody left that place knowing her name. And you know, I spy I spied out of the corner of my little eye. Through the curtain, there was a little green head poking out. Guess who it was watching the main event? Just sitting there studying, watching what they're doing. Trying to yeah. so that shows that showed me that she wants to get better. She's trying to literally improve yep. by watching what the main eventers are doing. And like she has you no know, history with with wrestling for you know she was with Cheer One and she was in a couple of uh, Marus productions, so it's yeah you know, she's been surrounded by it. But now that she's completely immersed in it, it's really fun to see like her make the most of every opportunity that she's been given. And like the the last Corrigan show, she her and I know. Killed it. I, I don't think anyone expected that match to be as good as it was. And some people are down on I know. It is it, it was it was great. But between those two it was fantastic. Literally, I think Ryu Mizunami woke her up. Yeah. <laughs> but um back to Adisu for a second. I had a, one more thing. You know, she you know left LA with a lot more fans. And then immediately went right over to DPW, which put a lot more eyes on her that she wouldn't have had otherwise. Because, you know, yep. sometimes the, you know, fan bases don't overlap as well. But, you know, she's she's right there. Like, everybody loves her. She's like, you can see the potential in her. Like, every everybody that has seen her knows her. And, you know, I can attest to myself, like, she was one of my favorite, like, I had one of my best uh, exchanges experiences with her, dealing with her while I was yeah, at she's. WrestleCon. She's got a personality that, like, I I think people gravitate towards. It the colorful hair, the col- it, it it seeps through the, the in the personality, right? She's a very colorful person, very very I excited have, person. I have defaulted Just, to uh, she is the monkey and Daisy Monkey because the bee is yellow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she must be the flower. Makes sense. But you know, she's someone that uh, you know. Uh, if she wins the, the, an international princess champion one day. Oh yeah, 
I could see that happening like within the year even. Like I think that she's I think it's conceivable. I think it you know probably won't happen because of how slow things move there. Hear, but hear I feel like out. it's believable because she has really elevated herself and like Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear you out. You know, we we're talking about now earlier. There's another one. There's another very very prominent now. now that we know. You know, she you know likes Wi Fi. But yeah, I would love to see her win the International Princess Championship off of Rika Tatsumi. I'd love to see her just win anything big. Uh, she I think could that... bring so much credibility to that belt. Like, don't get me wrong, Rika is my favorite. You know, she definitely yeah. brings a lot to the table. Defend, having that belt, defending it, it, would, it would somehow be mutually beneficial to both the belt and to now yeah. for her to win it because I feel like it would elevate the belt and also it would kind of make people realize now it has become like such an important part of the TJPW formula. Because even back like, then when she was challenging um, Camille for the belt, that felt big too. Yeah. Um, she knows how to just get in there and get the most out of like young wrestlers. Yeah, it wouldn't be so and, good. Yeah, and she would be a perfect like gatekeeper for that mid-card belt. Yeah, because she's gonna. But it's the thing is, it's not. It's their belt structure is very weird. So yeah, it's gonna be because with her, you you already know. Like if you if you know who how she works and who Nakakura is, she's gonna be bullying the shit out of them kids. Yep, during those matches, and she's gonna be just this that perfect gatekeeper Mm -hmm. for them. And then when somebody finally breaks through and like defeats the bully. It's going to be awesome. And it, it could be Endo, right? It would, that would oh, yeah. be a really fun fun thing. And you know it's... that any stretch of that match is going to be crazy. It's going to be some oh, yeah. high speed, you know, maybe some reversal, weird reversal. hijinks. Who yeah. knows? It's going to be good. Ah, you know, it's just thinking about it, like, knowing it probably won't happen. Yeah. But um, it's. Ah, man, this is. There's so many maybe, people maybe, there that, that. Maybe we got to start an American Joshi company and just. Gotta by bring TJPW. Over, <laughs> bring over the Gonjo girls. Where's Jerry at when they're YouTube music? But yeah, yeah um, you know, just a lot of TJPW talk. It's, you know, there's a lot of like uh, st- stigma around them still. Like some people aren't so interested in what they're doing. And, yeah. and I understand it, but they, there's a lot to be excited about as well. Yeah, it's an exciting time for, for the promotion. I mean, the situation isn't great, but there, uh, there's plenty for fans to really kind of speculate about in a in a productive way yeah. right now, and like that's kind of what we're what we're doing, right? It's it's so easy to see, okay, who's going to fill in this void with Yuka graduating and, and being hurt, you know, with Miyu spending more and more time overseas with Ito, you know, that that frees up a spot in the mid card, right? If she's going to be spending a lot of time overseas, because Rika moving see... into that role of being, you know the final boss would make the most sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's strangling people. Blatant, Literally. Blatant view of the referee, and it's like, Literally. of course, that's the final boss. That's, yeah. My hero it's... <laughs> is terrified of her. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm also terrified well, of her. <laughs> uh, it's... Oh, man. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of things to consider when thinking about TJPW. It, TJPW is something that, like... If you, if you get it, you, you just feel so invested in it. If you get on a certain level, right? 
like casuals and outsiders. I think if you just watch like a lot of the shows and stuff, it's so easy to to just talk about it forever. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's sorry. Um, yeah, it's like it's like look at the um the, the Rika Suzume little rivalry when she yep. beat her. I was like, you know, when that match happened again, I was like, oh, they're, they're they're doing the thing, yeah. you know, like look guys, look look look, look back there. They're, they, did you see the other three matches? Like they're they're doing they're doing the thing, you know. It's like there's there's story like there's you know that that whole thing of you know TJPW being the storytelling promotion, but no, they have yeah. built in stories between a lot of the people. Yeah, everyone's got a reason to be fighting someone else. It's it's fascinating to really take a deep dive and look into it and. Even if we talked about this for six hours, which it seems like we might, uh, yeah. we'd only be scratching the surface because there is so much history. And that's what I was saying about like why it does make sense that the pillars would still be the pillars now. Because there's so much story behind everything. There's so much interconnectivity and interwoven stories and pathways to where everyone is right now that it's almost like it it's it just makes sense the way things are right now and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next it, it is because you know thinking about it more it's like you know they they have to do something with her and hikari before she leaves right yeah. they have to close that little book and also yeah. too another big thing is who's getting that last match who's who's she yeah. handpicking to yeah, I chose like how much like how EO did to Momo. Who is you can gonna yeah. pick to be like you're next? Exactly. I mean, it could just as easily be like a boring choice, yeah. like Mizuki or something, and like yeah, you know, they would still be a fantastic match, and uh, people would cry and it would be whatever. But I want to, I do want to see the passing of the torch, right? That's something I want to see, and right. I think that that's what she should do, and it, you know. Because it could be like a super wild card pick too. It could be like one of the, like it, it. It wouldn't, you know. It doesn't have to be Hikari. It doesn't have to be a Mbu. It could be like one of the. You know, it could be like a, like Endo. Like I know we've been having yeah. Endo a lot, but like yeah. she's right there. Like yeah, it's. It, uh, you can't yeah. you can't deny her anymore. Like you cannot deny Endo yeah. any longer. You it's gotta be, be like, You can't do. You can't do with. Uh, you can't do what TNA did to AJ Styles. You can't keep saying she's the future. She's right now, damn it. Exactly. That's yeah, she she's got a bright future and it, it, she had a bright future, but like she is delivering now at a level that I don't think anyone expected. So it's Look, pretty because yeah, for a lot of last year, it was always Susan May and Friend, kind of. That's what it felt like. Yeah, like even though they were Daisy Monkey, you know they were the tag team, you know, it always just felt like oh it's Suzume and her friend, but now it's like oh yeah. it's Suzume and Arisa Endo. It's like Edge and yeah. Christian, and you know. Eventually, one's gonna take, one's gonna pass over. It might not, yeah. it might not be Suzume. Like I love Suzume. She's one of my, also, she's one of my favorites, one of my favorite yeah. little underdogs. I have a little group, you know. Shout out to me and Mama. But I can very much see. TJPW putting all their stonks into Endo. Definitely. And she's got she's got like the, the image of like what you would think of as a TJPW wrestler, right? 
Mm-hmm. She's, she's got the idol look, right? She 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 did that idly stuff and the colorful hair, the 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 smile, the 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 positive energy. Like she's someone that they could like make their the face of their company very easily. And let's let's say whatever whatever championship she ends up winning, she's, she's gonna win one of them. You know, it doesn't. She doesn't have to be like be established when she wins it. She can, you know, throughout the reign, she could be like, "Oh, I won it," and now everybody thinks they can just beat me for it. But she just yeah. keeps winning, win, win, and then you know, she makes her way back up. Maybe it's maybe yeah. it's not just maybe she, maybe she wins the princess cup this year. You never know. There's possibilities here. Yeah. I, mean, I doubt it, but yeah, it, it would be. My money's on me, by the way, for that one. Yeah. It'd be believable, but yeah. it would be like. It would have had you would have had the right cracks to be had, right? Yeah. Like the, the the right path would have to happen. There's a, a lot of twists and turns on this on this road we're getting yep. endo. Like yep. we we have her yep. like next thing we know she's gonna be like world president if we keep hyping her up this much. Like we're, we're hyping her up pretty she, big. She's gonna be the uh, CEO of Kitsune. See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Uh, yeah. That's the thing about TJPW. It's not just Endo. Yeah, like, it's not. Suzume, um, Shino, and like to- Toga is Toga. She could be like an ace in the future. Like she's really got. She a has lot of that them. look too. She has a, <laughs> the slick back hair, the uh, yep. tats. She she looks cool as well. Yeah, and then like the really young rookies, uh, Runa and Haru, both like really brought it on the last Corkin uh, and. Mm-hmm. Masao's big it, children. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> there. There's just so much to yeah. really be excited about, and yeah, I, I know people get frustrated that it moves at a snail's pace, but that's kind of what makes it fun is that you get to watch them go from like these raw rookies up yeah. to being someone who can threaten Yuka Sakazaki. That I it 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 paid off, and even if she doesn't beat like Yuka for the belt or or. or doesn't ever pin you in a one-on-one match like on a big show. You know, it would suck. It would mostly be because of the injury and the accelerated graduation or whatever. But just the fact that that happened and that it felt like it could happen when just two or three years ago, it felt like a, like a, like a easy pushover win for Yuka. Right? It, and Yuka played it off like it's threatening her s- status in the company. And it made it even better. So, seeing like it, like there's just it it all moves so slowly, but in a way that it just yeah. feels so captivating, right? You, you 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 cheer for these girls from the moment they debut, and you know every little improvement and win, and you know it all means something. And I feel like when you watch a company like I'm gonna. I should talk stardom right here. Uh, we watch Report. a company like stardom. Every everyone feels like a star there. They're already a star, right? That's the name of the company. It's stardom, right? They're they're stars, and like I feel like I missed a lot of my favorite wrestlers' careers um, with Mirai and Amisore going over there. Like I feel like I didn't get a lot of that in between period that I find fascinating for wrestlers. 
like they're still going through and they're still not perfect but i feel like there's they're presented in a way and i like i looked at like someone had like posted a spreadsheet where they have won like a million matches this year or whatever the three of them like they, they are three of the top four winningest wrestlers in stardom over the year and yeah. like it is crazy it, too like it, now that you bring that up i'm sorry but now that you bring that up like ami really was still like just the tall big green girl like she was she was still that rookie, you know, that yeah. and then she just went over right away. She was the bodyguard. Yeah. The bodyguard and she had a title match. Same with Mirai. And like it's I'm I'm happy to see them do well. I'm really happy to see them do well. I'm happy to see like a company really appreciate their, their ability and their talent to the extent where, you know, people argue whether or not they're overpushed, right? That's awesome. Like there are people who I've known had that in like had the had that level of stardom in them, right? And to have people like are you all like are they being overpushed? Like it's it's kind of fascinating, right? But I feel like you just it's it's you miss out on part of the development. And that's like why I like Act Rest Girls so much and like why I like watching like the smaller Joshi promotions because you get to see like the raw debut and like oh there's something here. Like, I don't know if there's something here and then you see them figure it out and with start but with stardom they even if they haven't figured it out they're almost presented like they figured it out right yeah it's, look at like i soccer i know you probably not too familiar know, with no her but that is. <laughs> she's one of the rookies <laughs> but you know she's this she's still you can tell she's still learning but you know she, yeah. She, she had a match. She was teaming with Shuri. Like, what the fuck? You know, just yeah. Like it was. It was like with uh, with Amasaki, right? Uh, I feel like she came in and like she's like a rookie, felt like a star, like, and everyone like was behind her, and it was like a just a matter of time before she would main event. It. I feel like everyone who comes through stardom feels like that and especially when they made event in like their first like singles match with like the god's eye girls it's or like you know have a big match in their in their first singles match or first big singles match it's i don't know i yeah, it, you, you, you do I, miss I, that I, awkward teenage period right I, like I, I understand figuring it out what you're but, saying because uh, like, like I, I saw ami mira drop uh uh, Michiko Miyagi, like <laughs> trying to do him, like, like, yeah, in, like, like you a, see them looking match. at the kinks, and and then, like, you know, a year later, she's like main eventing against Shuri, and it's like, what happened? Where, where's this middle? Where's the, how did she get here? And it's, you know, she, oh, she, um, had some awkward matches in Actress Girls, and now she's Shuri's bodyguard, and she's in the main event, and it's like, ah, you know, and she's just, she looks like a superstar, and it's really cool as a fan of her but it's also like damn, I, I missed out on like just like i just missed out on something there's so many like years like out. there were so many things she could have been doing you know this right i understand yeah. what you mean and it's like don't yeah. be wrong like we're, we, and, we that's how we connected right was through ami mira yeah. and yeah. um you know i you know as a big fan of hers i i like i love seeing people discover her and become fans of her but like I saw, you know, like you were saying, I you know get flashbacks. Like you guys weren't there when your PS4 controller wasn't working. You know, just like yeah, little, right. I mean, <laughs> I had to tell her that there's two different kinds of char- two different kinds of uh, USB cables, right? You, you gotta you gotta really hold funny. the PS button and the share yeah. button, and you gotta wait for you it gotta, to blink. There's there, there's some that only have the pins that only charge. You can't do the date. You can't sync it. Sorry, Ami. You know, 
like she would understand a damn thing I'm saying through Google Translate and mangle the shit out of it. But yeah, like and like, yeah, like you know that, that connection, whatever. And I feel like sometimes maybe that goes too far with fans and fa- and and I think wrestlers shouldn't interact with fans all the time. I think it's a nice thing, uh, but I feel like. It's not even that. It really is like watching the development in real time, and that's part of what why I like Tokyo Joshi because you know Murai left or whatever, but you do kind of get that. You you do get that with everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, it and even the main eventers in 2018, you've gotten that, right? The main eventers have improved themselves, and I think that's part of why TJPW still appeals to me while stardom i've just kind of like ah oh, everyone's a star there like it's again it's the name of the company and it's all like last time i was on here i said it is probably the all-around best promotion in the world and it's like absolutely like it is where you go if you want to see women's wrestling like the best women's wrestling in the world that's where you that's where you go to watch it there and like it's but like that's also like what i don't i don't know i like seeing people get there I like I like the journey better than the destination, and it's it's I feel like you get that in stardom, but it's not to the level and not in the way that I enjoy it or that resonates with me. And TJPW actually hits it pretty well. I mean, you know, and they also do weird shit like the Miss Out show. So that's 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 what and, and like stardom still does weird shit too. And I I'll tune in and enjoy it right, but like the. The showcase shows, yeah, the new blood shows. RIP showcase. Yeah, well, RIP, no more. I have no more. Said, this, this, I am this, so it's out new of blood now. the loop. Uh, and his new blood a paid show again now. No, I know they did it on YouTube. Okay, they did one. I think that was like a super new blood, right? Yeah, it there was, was one um, that was paid. Yeah. There was one that they were that they were going to, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna throw it on the YouTube." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm out of the loop, and most of my, you know. I know it's like it, um, it 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 lost me, but I'll hop in. I'll watch a match here and there, and I'll enjoy it. I understand the appeal. I again, if you want to watch the best women's wrestling in the world, that's where you that's that's where it's you go. presented that it's presented that way for a reason, right? They have yeah. the production values. They can bring in freelancers for matches. I, I mean, you know, Yukihi was there and all. It, it, anyone who's anyone's going to be there. Maya, it's going to be a go? big deal. Oh, she's just an Oz Academy. Yep. <laughs> but, like, yeah. It's, that's also a big reason why I find uh, Susan Mason during. I've watched her get her ass kicked for years. And, yep. you know, when she finally got that win against Rika, it, it was felt, like, it was like, yes, it was like, this is destined now. Like, Do it now. You know, push it her. Was like, it, it's like me being an Astros fan. Like the twenty, <laughs> sorry, maybe an Astros fan and watching them lose a hundred million games a season, right? And then like you know, cheated to win the World Series, but you know, whatever the heel tactics, right? They, I like Masao, so they're pretty much the Masao of baseball, hyper Masao of baseball. Uh, <laughs> so to, to like, but like just to see that change, that growth, that like. It's it's what resonates with me as a, as a sports fan. Like, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Why do I hate the worst fucking teams? <laughs> like, why do I why do I like the worst fucking? Sorry, why do I love the worst fucking teams? Right? Uh, a Nets fan, I uh, that season tickets. Right? I watched I watched those D'Angelo Russell teams 
figure things out and and win games and and scrap together wins and upset teams they weren't supposed to and make the playoffs and then get utterly decimated in the playoffs right and then they got and then like they got rid of all of them and then they they brought in superstars and they started winning and they're like oh they're finals favorites and i didn't go to a single game after that right yeah and it's like it's what resonates with me as a fan is watching a team go through those awkward phases the awkward moments the the the, the losing the games you should have won and winning the games you should have lost it's that's way more realistic to me than just watching non-stop superstardom it it's it's I don't know. I think that that's my that's my case out there. It, you know, I people can think might... of you know. I I I, I understand uh-huh. exactly what you're saying. Like I I you know, I've been thinking. I've been trying to think of like some Josie wrestlers that like embody that sentiment of like I want to see the struggle before I I watch you at the top. And the two two I'm thinking of right now are uh, Mio Momono. You know, she was mm-hmm. getting beat up by Chiro Hashimoto day in day out for. <laughs> quite a while yep. and then Saya Kamatani watching her just you know uh, try and try again to hit the Phoenix Splash to no avail and then she finally lands it and it's like that's and look where that led her look how, how high yep. that shot her yep it, it I, those moments they feel a lot bigger when you watch them start from like the dancing Sayakamatani, right? They yeah. feel so much bigger, and like that's the that's the start of my miss is like it, th- those vibes I find in actress now. Those same kind of like just chilling faction warfare, um, just like uh, something you could pick up and watch and enjoy and laugh along to, and it doesn't feel so serious. I think that's part of it too. It's like stardom feels like such a big deal. It's just so serious, right? And you know. Yeah, when you're wearing fucking not, Yokohama Budokan. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, and I, like I mean, I know they do comedy and they do stuff, and like the Tam versus Ishikawa were just talking about, right? But like, it still feels big. It still feels, and I, I like watching the Shinkiba show, and I like watching Wild Bunny do something stupid. Like, I, you know, <laughs> two Wild Bunnies. Who knows? It's, it's like it's think a, of you know, a, a, you know, the little, Mask Fiesta shows back in the day. Oh, and, yo, yo, yeah, like, <laughs> you bring it back. Remember. The, I remember watching the, the fucking. I love. I remember watching the sword fight tournament. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just thinking, like, you brought up Shinkiba. It's like, look at Noah. They just ran, you know, Nakajima versus Kano. That little tiny was... venue. That's a square. It's, it's a little my, square. Maybe my favorite venue from when I was over in Japan because it the, was just so. The GC. The, uh, the GCW. The DPW Arena. Yeah. They aren't Shinkiba, too, do yeah, they ran both. Yep. Two fantastic... People shit on them all the time. And I'm like, you guys, why do you like the big venues? Have you ever been to a show? Maybe they haven't been to shows. I feel like maybe that's also part of my perspective is like when I go to a show, I really enjoy the smaller venues. And I don't know if we're going to talk about when I went, you know, my Japan trip. But, uh, oh, that was supposed to be in the beginning of the show, but we'll get to that in yeah, a second. Yeah, I know. So, Jeroni talks about his trip to Japan and why he likes smaller venues next. And we're back. <laughs> okay. So, GCW <laughs> tournament. <laughs> oh, shit. Where are you? you just see me mashing on back on my keyboard. <laughs> but, yeah, well. Uh, like Christian. Oh, Lord. Um, 
going into philosophy you, about venue size right now. It's that's how you know. We get when I'm on here. That's how you know you're talking to me, right? Yeah. We're like, let's hype. Let, let let's talk about Eric's show because that's gonna be dope. And then it just off the rails from there. That was the first bullet point. <laughs> yeah, we got we got past that. We got past the updates. We got past and, that. Then, and then yeah. after that, it was like we got to I think. <laughs> Um, John Wayne Murdoch, and then everything went <laughs> out the window. Yeah. John Wayne Murdoch playing playing mini golf at the carousel room. Um, we did get past yeah. Spark, though. We we made it past Spark in One Piece. We did. Yeah, we Surprise, did. Surprisingly, without we, giving away too much, I don't know when that VOD is going to drop. I don't know when this is going to drop. So it's going to. I don't know. So. We we when got it past drops, it and if it, it hasn't dropped, watch it. And if it has dropped and you haven't watched it, watch it. It's functional. Like it it, it <laughs> ran, and it, you know there was no pictures of people sleeping, no pictures of people sleeping. Everyone seemed to have gotten paid, and the right people see the right people seem to be involved. Right, yeah. the people who were there, even the refs, like Nick Shin was there. So you know that they was got Scarlet the right there? people. Who Scarlet, the redheaded girl. I don't think so, but um, she's, I see her all the time. I don't know who's. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who who else was. I don't know who did commentary because I didn't. Yeah. I think they were underneath me. I was on the balcony, uh, but I heard them, so I know they had live commentary. So they like, I, they didn't spare an expense. So um, you know, I'm on the I'm on the west coast. You're on the east coast. Who's a who's a guy on when you go to indie shows that you just can't escape? He's every show you go to, he's like he's here again. Uh, uh, wrestler or <laughs> yeah wrestler not Emil he doesn't count he's always there yeah for me it's uh, Tom Lawler every show I go to it's either Tom Lawler like... or some sort of some sort of variation of the West Coast Wrecking, wrecking Crew is there it's gotta it's gotta be Alec Price for me Alec he's Alec everywhere he's, he's fun to watch but yeah I feel like I feel like after seeing him as much as I have he kind of kind of get used to seeing him and seeing him do the same like flippy shit and stuff but he comes through that curtain people treat him like a king they love him and it's it's fun it's exciting i hope he i hope he like takes a big step i think he's got the potential to do it we got to figure out and, some sort of like banner for kitsune we gotta hang out some ridiculous i gotta yep <laughs> I got my rebel and enemy here, and I don't think anyone from that's gonna be there. And my piss off Sarah or something. I don't know. I don't know how that'll work out. But <laughs> Eric book Maya right now. Yep. Where the, I don't know where okay. she is. Book Micah. The yeah, only no one, one I haven't seen is Micah. Oh, right, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. But she evaded uh, you as well. Yep. But uh, yeah. As you can uh, I could have seen her, but instead I saw Chalco Pro. <laughs> yeah. And. Marvelous or Sunday? I don't remember. It's all a blur. Looking back at it, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I was two Sunday shows. You'll our, never see them, people listening. <laughs> do you have them on VHS in your brain? Can I borrow it? I got them in VHS in my brain. I have uh, I have a three-second clip of an act ring show on my phone. Uh, don't tell anyone. So <laughs> free woo. I'm gonna get. Arrested for that if I ever said back in Japan. That's why Police. they hate it. That's why they hate you. Like, that's I, why they hate. That's why they open the English. They're like, we can't trust this guy. He has three seconds of video footage of an actoring show. 
It's it's this Kumachan yeah. flying. Kumachan is spying. That's what uh, it is. This, I got all this Kumachan fluffing <laughs> on this shelf here. Do you think there's a drone inside Kumachan? Absolutely. <laughs> the height that Kumachan got at that show. But yeah. Oh man. I guess I guess I guess it's a good segue into the to the Japan. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. Is out the the format's out the window. Japoni and Japan. Welcome to the show, everybody. I, Episode one, part thirty six. Yep. <laughs> landed. Uh, landed at. I don't even know. Landed like five in the morning. Uh, went through customs. It took like almost two hours to do that. Uh, had no cell phone reception because my thing didn't activate until like ten a.m. So I was just like so like out of it, and I had to meet up with um. Chris, who had my ticket to Actoring, and I think that show was like 11 a.m. or something, or 1 p.m. is an early show, and uh, that's also yeah. gotta be jarring too, like because you're used to watching shows at night, and then you're like, oh, I gotta be up at, you know. It, I think that that's what made me like not want to die. <laughs> it was the time change, the lack. Like I slept on the plane, but you know, sleep yeah. on a plane is never. Never great, but it was it was enough. And I sleep like shit anyway, and yeah. I'm all over the place. I feel, so I, I feel you. Uh, I feel like that's also part of what made me get through Japan. So yeah, it's like mm. the Tokyo Marathon was happening at the time. Everything was. I was like, what is happening? I just want to like, kind of want to go to the hotel and like take a nap. But I was like, no, if I do that, I'll never wake up. And as soon as you like, sit down, your body's gonna. Go, mm. Exactly. So I just. Went to the hotel, dropped off my shit, and went right to Shinkiba and noticed my camera was broken. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was a disastrous first day, but a great first day. Because, like, you know, you, you land, it's it's chaotic, it's confusing, I don't know any language. Someone wasn't happy that I didn't wear, didn't wear my gloves at the buffet. It was, you know, whatever, right? It was adjusting to being in Japan, adjusting to time zone. Um, like, rapid fire getting to a show like that same morning uh, roads were closed because the tokyo marathon was happening um it it was it was jarring but once like i got to the show and was like sh like shit i'm here i am I, there's the actress girls you know ring right there's you know sakaguchi gave me my ticket right it was uh it was like like things are happening, right? I'm here. Uh, all, all, everything, all your worries, go, right? Everything went away. Something that, something that, yeah. Like I didn't even give a shit that my camera was broken. My, my Canon, my expensive DSLR. Pull out the fucking uh, Polaroid. <laughs> let's go. Uh, it doesn't matter, right? But the thing is, like, actoring, they don't let you take pictures during the show. So it was a. I didn't know that. And I think it depends on like what they're doing. If they're doing like um, a news show, or if they're doing like a, a, a specific kind of show, they don't let you. But if they're doing like the the mall shows or the the shows out in the you know the parks or whatever, or or the comic con shows, you can. So you know whatever. Just, the, the more I learn about. The inner workings of Acres Girls. I just assume they have like the big ass book from the Fairly Odd Parents that says Dobu. <laughs> it it started out the show started out with um uh, Todoroki reading the rules to everyone and like doing a comedy routine, but it was like to inform people like don't take pictures, 
don't do this, don't do that. Because those shows are very, like, they're very produced. There's not a lot of room for um, improvisation. I, like, there is, but there isn't. And so the first show was very quiet. And I was like, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's whatever. Uh, but it was really cool, really cool to experience that, like a very quiet Shinkiba with very theatrical lighting and a very theatrical presentation of wrestling with music interwoven. And just, it's, I, I don't know if it started out with Ayano and uh, Asako's new unit, um, Taofa Shui. Uh, they're the, like the Chinese unit. Like, I think what I was able to get out of it was that um, Ayano is. Ayano is uh, Rin Rin, it's like uh, a Chinese girl, and she has a stuffed panda acquaintance, which is played by Asako, who comes alive during the opening scene of the opening part of their scene. Um, and is, why am I picturing Jesse and Festus? It's 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 not that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very like it's it's just like something that really you can't do in any other kind of environment. And to, it was done really in a really fun way where, like, Ayano comes out to the ring and, you know, she's got her, her little stuffed panda and she's whatever. And she puts it down and she's, like, sitting down. And then, like, Asako comes in and, like, tosses the stuffed panda aside. And uh, she's there and, like, she greets Ayano. And then they, you know, like, Ayano's like, whoa, what happened here? Like, you, you know, Pantai. And then they, uh, dance in the ring and then out came I don't know if it was if it was Shell or Bijou I, it's it it's been it's been a while and I, I we'll probably never see these shows again yeah I, I feel <laughs> like they, watching yeah, wrestling live be, sometimes just becomes a blur yeah and like especially with that kind of a show even though I saw the same exact show twice right that's something you, that they do in acting it it there's so there was so much to take in, and it's the first time seeing these factions live, and there were some changes in the factions. It was a lot to take in, and it was my first show there, and I was getting sleep deprived as it went on. But it was just from that like the opening moment and the energy there, and just taking in some something that was both incredibly familiar because I've seen the actress, you know, actoring shows, um, and I am like a very big actress girls fan. So just to experience that in person and like, but also so foreign in the sense that it's a wrestling show that I'm currently at that isn't a wrestling show. I mean, there's a ring, people are doing suplexes. Uh, Asako Mia's getting beaten up. It's a very familiar scene, but it's also completely different because it's not wrestling. And like, I understand, like it's not wrestling, like it's not wrestling part of acting, especially after being there. Um, you mean it's not? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's Kisen, uh, and I gotta keep correcting that damn bot. I keep saying it's Act Jessicaa, but uh, it <laughs> no, it it was so. It was just like. I can't even explain, like, just having been so invested in that company for so long, like, emotionally, seeing a form of that in person for the first time, it was, like, overwhelming, especially considering, like, I got, like, you know, not great sleep and trying to figure out, like, how to navigate Japan 
like it was very it just felt like shit like this oh, is yeah. i can only imagine you oh, got it's the plane oh, worth it <laughs> yeah like it, it it was worth it from the moment ayano did her opening spiel right it was worth it and it was like yeah between shows there was enough time to like run back to the hotel and you know do a couple things um do a line of then, caffeine exactly ah. exactly oh the, the the vending machine across the street from shinkiba was like my lifeblood the one in front of shinkiba was okay but there was like dr pepper and other stuff and the other one i was that was what kept me alive over there um I just assume was, what every vending machine you went to, you're like, I give, I can't read it. I want to try it. It, it was. It, there's so much good shit. So like, we gotta get through like up to like when I was drinking tea out of the thing. Wait, not oh, so yeah. It was um, yeah, like it, it. it I don't know. Like the, the time between the shows was really nice to like. Okay, like I think the next show was until like six o'clock and. Whatever, and I got to like meet some of the act- actoring characters, right? I got a I got a checky with all the faction leaders, but between the two shows, because I don't think I could have done it if I did it all in one. And that was like really fun, to fun experience. Um, yeah, so I, I, I I do have one. I got, I got like I got like what? Yeah. Sorry, uh, before we get too far into it, I just wanted to ask, like, what was the uh foreigner contingent like like in the audience was there a lot of foreigners or just me just you <laughs> just me for the for the actoring shows it was me and chris pretty much yeah. and chris you know chris is yeah he's stable uh, every day yeah yeah he's, he's in every show that he can be at so it was pretty much just me and like i met sumikawa after i think after the first show and um, I got her to, you know, did, did a checkie with her, and I told her my name. She's like, Rich, like, you buy my portraits? Like, yes, of course. So it was, like, connections immediately with the wrestlers. Like, they knew who I was, and I knew who they were. And, like, it, 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 it's like, I feel like if a foreigner wanders into an actress show, more than likely they don't know what's going on, especially when it comes to actoring. And I feel like I was a huge exception to the rule for that show, right? And, um... Yeah, it, like... Just talking briefly, like... I don't know much Japanese, right? It And it, just for them to know who I was and, and, like, to recognize, like, oh, this guy, this guy knows his shit, right? Like, this guy knows who I am. He's not just a guy who wandered off the street or his friend brought him or, like, oh... Chris didn't just wrangle up his friend who was in town for a week to go to a show, right? Hey, I like, this, this guy knows. Yeah, this guy knows. This guy knows us, right? That was something that, like, I think, like, clicked in in the the heads of these other wrestlers too. So it was kind of kind of fun to like have that kind of experience too. So like, yeah, and like the second show was the same exact show, right? I was just I sat further up from a different perspective and it was a sa- the same exact show same things different crowd and the crowd was a lot more into it a lot more lively the first show was dead silent except for clapping in between the scenes yeah there's probably and, some uh, beverages involved <laughs> oh yeah the, the second second show was rowdy and it had eo guy 
he was there front row and he was clapping along like you would expect him to so it was uh you know it was a different completely different vibe so same show same everything and very different vibe and you know Eo guy, you either love him or you, you you love the energy it brings you. You just get annoyed by him by the end of the show, and you know it. It was just cool to see the same show with a different energy in the crowd, right? I don't know. It 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 was it was something that you're probably not going to get on a DVD. Or the or a two DVD set, and I didn't see any cameras or anything ringside. I don't think that they filmed the show as I was at. I think they may have filmed the rehearsal, but all the pictures from these shows, right, that they've shared, were not taken in my show. There were no no photographers, no camera people. There was just and like when you look at the pictures, there's no crowd. So these are taken like at a rehearsal. So if there if there is footage of these of the this version of the show, it was from a rehearsal. You can which make is, a lot of money off those three seconds, buddy. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why they started up the English Twitter. <laughs> they no, knew. But no. This hearing hearing your experience like the of this like this first day of these two shows like yeah, and like that you, was day one. And uh, you 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 have you're processing a lot of information very quickly. Like you're. You're yeah. there. You're like you're not. You're not sitting like, at your computer. You know. You're not looking at a screen. Yeah. There's nothing like, between you and them. And I also have to deal with the navigating the checkies. And like I was like, I'm gonna take it easy, and I'm only gonna get a few. And then I was like, well, I got Sumika. I like. I got. I got Lufa. I got. Uh, I got Mira. I got. Um, I don't know. I got. I got Ayano. And I was like, shit. I gotta get all the captains then right so then after the second show i was scrambling to get everyone and act sorry kisen and kikyo were doing the doing the checkies like kind of off on their own and i missed it and i was like shit i'm gonna be like the dumb foreigner who's like s act after she had already done her checkies to do another checkie and but like I could tell, like, she was like, oh, shit, like, fuck, like, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, very much, like, threw her for a loop, and I, and, um, I was also, like, completely sleep-deprived at this point, and I was like, ah, what do I do, like, oh, shit, I'm mean, act at Chicago, this is cool, what's up, and, like, kind of, like, and she was just, like, uh, pose, like, oh, yeah, so I, we did the, we did, like, the act pose, it didn't make sense, but whatever, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. And it was just fun to like meet all of them, and I feel like of all of them, Mira or uh, Kyoka was like the most surprised that like a foreigner came up to her. I, like, I think she's really cool, and I've seen like her in other work, um, like this the clips that Misa posted from her production that have her in it are just really like she's just a captivating actress, and the Skyrex stuff is really really good, and. I feel like nobody gave her credit up until like really recently, because uh, she's gotten like real like exponentially better in the ring. Yeah, when especially since joining uh, Shidoshu. so it's it's been you know she's she's starting to like get get some momentum with the English speaking fans, but like I don't think 
I think I was the only person who even knew her name, like at that point, right? And the only person paying attention to her. Yo, God. So, Yo, God. Uh, yeah. Now, now people know. So it's it's it again. It's been fun to watch that development. It's just fun to watch that happen naturally. Now I got so, now I got to bully Eric into running Act USA. You got to do Act Ring USA. I was joking that I got to do like Art Ring. Art <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, uh, Art Wrestling. Just Rich Ring USA. Artsy, artsy shit. Yeah, exactly. Just some artsy bullshit. Combine my like experience in uh, sad folk songwriter sappy bullshit and my love of wrestling and throw them together. Magdalena Bay. Art, Art Ring. Exactly. Magdalena Bay. I mean, Michael would be a fantastic uh, <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> like she's got like she's got the fucking image, right? She could do it. She could probably throw a drop kick. See her dance moves. But yeah, no, it's uh it's like so much that vibes with that. So like that first day was overwhelming and like I was like so I was so tired by the end of it, but it was I stayed up the whole time. It and it was so worth it. So oh, yeah. yeah, no, the first day was great and like I feel like I met acting I was like just uh confused and exhausted and all that. But she was so super nice. I feel and like, like I was like, like you, you met her. Yeah, like, I, even like, I was. I, I was so I was so star. I was starstruck. Yeah. exhausted, hungry, uh, you know, <laughs> confused, uh, overwhelmed, and you know, it, just it was just really cool. Just like see somebody I never thought I'd ever meet in my life. It, it and, took me a long time to process it because not only was did I meet her, you know, I got her portrait, Jackie sticker, all that, but you know, I I stayed. Uh, by the booth a little bit to talk to Eric and like you know my brain's still processing like acts like two feet away from me you know yeah. it's like yep it's that was the whole thing at like that show like I felt bad because I was like ignoring Nagisa like I felt like I was like ignoring her but she was like trying to like wave me over to buy like a portrait and I'm a New Yorker I I I, I tune salespeople out like like yo, get, he's a CD, a hot hot mixtape, and I'm like, I, I'm not a tourist. I'm I'm walking right past you, bro. Like it's fuck off. It's um yeah, fuck off. Get out of here. I'm not gonna buy a blank CD, all right? You know, <laughs> get out of here. You know, and like I'm like, no, this is Nagisa. She's well, yeah, but I'm like, I, I, I'm I'm in line for for uh, Miku, and I want to meet Miku and all that. And it's like, I'm like. I'll get to you at at Corican and you know Amiku was super nice. Like Miku was super nice. Ayano I think was the nicest of them all. And like the she's... fact that she's playing like the heel right now, it's on. It's funny and they keep catching her being nice before the show. It's really funny. She seems and, like, like a sweetheart. Yeah, she really is. And like I was wearing the my Ayano shirt and she like freaked out about it. How John? Like because she was still playing. Rin Rin, right, from the mm-hmm. actress, or uh, actoring, so it was, like, really, really fun yeah. to, like, have that conversation, like, it's almost like we're talking about how cool I, and how, like, cute Ayano is <laughs> to Ayano, but not to Ayano, it was fun. And then the same thing happened with me, with me, but, like, um... Did you, please tell me you threw out the plus. I didn't... I... It, that was a very complex situation because she was the star magical Snow White, 
but she did sign her checking everything as me, and I feel like she did that because I was a foreigner, right? And I don't, and I'm there to see me, not yeah. Snow White. You're not supposed um, to know what's going on. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah. So like, I then we'll get into the Corican situation yeah. and that but, uh, that shit with with that. But I didn't get to like meet her as me officially. Uh, um, they're gonna know when I get there because I'm as soon as I get past the door, I'm gonna scream Conomic. Yeah, <laughs> she was super sweet too. She's so cool. I wish I got. I wish I got a um a port. Well, I do. I have an Alice portrait of her, but I got it like proxied over rather than actually meet, meeting her at the show. But also think that if I tried to meet a lot of the non captain, like the non heads of the teams, I would have never been able to. Yeah, it would have never happened. Yeah. So I figured a checky with every faction leader. And also the my number one most needed thing was a Koki as clam portrait because I have a portrait for everyone in Shell except for her. So I, that had to happen. I got I, so, I, I needed important information. Did you see who signs for the parrot? Oh I didn't shit. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was that should have been number one priority. Damn, what I was slacking is like Go back. English <laughs> as a disruptive English guy who is breaking kayfabe and um, pushing the boundaries of uh, what they want fans to know. No, it's, it was, oh, yeah. So yeah, that was the first day and it was, it was awesome. I just, yeah, I need a loop up I, I to put on my uh, fireplace. I could, I couldn't believe, like, I couldn't believe I was there. And like, I still can't believe I was there. Like it, yeah. it was, I, it was amazing. I do gotta ask though, you know, the after that first day, like when you went to bed and you woke up, how, how did it feel? Like, what, when did it finally hit you? Like you're waking up in Japan. Ah, that second day, a week, a week later, <laughs> when I didn't have to be somewhere. Uh, I feel like that was where it really. At one point, you're like, oh, this is was... like this is like clean New York. Yeah, like I, it just felt, it felt like I was like on. Third Avenue, right? It felt like I was in like everything looks like Times just, Square. Yeah, but like Times, like yeah, like I woke up the first day there, and I went to Tokyo Station to get my Shinkansen tickets all figured out for the next week because I got I got my train pass, and then I wasn't it wasn't active until the week later when I was in Osaka, Hiroshima, and Sendai, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to go to Hiroshima. Or Sendai, right? I was, like, still on the fence about both of those. And so I, I walked around the train station, and I was like, you know, it feels like Penn Station, right? There's Italy there and all that. And uh, I get outside, and there's, you know, I go to, the, I walk to the Imperial Gardens, like, oh, this is really cool. I'm doing some touristy stuff. But I, like, I, like, I slept really good, and I felt really good. And I went to, that was when I went to, uh, a camera store because my camera had broken. So I had to buy, I, had to, I was looking for the right screwdrivers and stuff and all that stuff. So there's a million camera stores in Tokyo. I went there, I fixed my camera and I was like, all right, we're ready to go. And saddled up and went to TJPW in uh, at Shinjuku Face. Uh, and that was a show where I will say, just Try to buy your tickets however you can. Don't try to DM the wrestlers for the tickets. I think TJ for TJPWs, just for TJPW. I think that like 
they are busy and they don't I don't think they get the the kickback that they used to. Uh I DM'd Camille for a ticket and I never got a response. And I think like she was busy at the time and I just ended up buying through a ticket broker uh, a couple of days before I left and I got a front row ticket and it was fine. No problems there. They ship my tickets to I think it's buy sumo tickets. So I went through them to get my tickets for Noah, as well as my sumo tickets for Osaka and also TJPW. And they handled everything. They shipped it right to the hotel. It was waiting for me when I checked in. So it's not a commercial for them, but it's a great service. And if you don't have someone in Japan who can help you pick up tickets, and if they don't sell tickets directly to to overseas fans, they will buy a ticket for a show that's not listed on their website if you just email them. No problem. So just a heads up to you and to anyone listening. It's a great service. Write that down. Um, write that down. Yeah, I, I believe it's uh, just Google Google buy sumo tickets. Uh, doing that right now. Yeah, buy sumo tickets.com. You'll they'll, they'll hook you up. They'll charge a little bit, but it's not much. Uh, and they will send it wherever yeah, you need it to be, whether it's a hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they deserve it. They do the light work. So it's yeah, a lot of light work. Yeah. Especially when they're ordering from multiple different ticket brokers and stuff. So, it, yeah, the I, I felt bad for not going directly to a talent for that show. But then recently, I think that I think it was Masao tweeted out like they don't get the kickback they used to from that. So it's it's better to book from the promotion rather than from the wrestler. So, you know, I was like, Camille never responded. Like, what, does she not want the, mm-hmm. you know, the... But it did, it didn't really matter from what Misao was talking about. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you got your Noah ticket to TJPW. Um, yeah. So. Continue. Yeah. Night two was going to Shinjuku, uh, and I went into the Don Quixote in uh, Kabukicho, right? Mm-hmm. Infamous, yeah. infamous space. First thing I see is a New Jersey hoodie, and I just, I, I laughed, and I'm like, I feel, I'm at home. I'm home. <laughs> it, it was Take, amazing. Start kicking your to, shoes off. Yeah, exactly. I'm home. I'm in, I'm in Jersey. I'm I, I'm in Times Square. I woke up and see the fucking god the Godzilla over uh over the movie theater. I'm like, I feel I, everything felt familiar, and it started finally. It started. I don't think it felt like Japan. It just felt familiar. It felt kind of like back when I was in in New York. And it, it starts that that was part of what made the whole adjustment a lot easier was like, it's it, it feels familiar. And I'm like, I was, uh, I was in line to see TJPW. And it was another re- like that was when uh, Shino and Toga debuted. So it was their debut show. And that place is like Shinjuku face is so much fun to see a show. It, you're right there. You're, you're close. And even if you have like one of the bar seats or one of the seats up on the stage, it's a fun position to see a show. So for this show, I was um, front row, like over towards a corner. And I think it was the first show they did streamers for as well. So it was, there was a lot of excitement and seeing like Himawari get like a, sh- a full load of streamers, seeing uh, 
Shino get streamers, seeing, um, uh, I think Runa was terrified of the streamers, and Haru was like, just no-sold the streamers. It was really funny, the two rookies had completely different reactions to streamers. And just to see, like, the up-up girls that close in person was so much fun. Oh, you know, you went to TJPW uh, in LA. I mean, yeah. it's just, this is just, it's just fun. And it's just a fun show, and it it is cool because like when it got it, towards the end, like it felt like a serious, like shit was hitting the fan, right? Like Toga against Miu and Toga's debut, mm-hmm. right? Is the rookie going to be able to step up and do anything, right? No way, Jose. It just no. <laughs> I, the I have one picture from the match that like I really like and it's just Miyu standing over Toga's just collapsed body. It's but that's the like a perfect example of the match, right? It it's and then like I saw Endo get her streamers and like she's just covered in streamers. It's just so much fun to see like the love towards the wrestlers and you don't really like you see it in like I, I praise GCW and People treat it like they're treated like gods over there, but this just feel it in the venue with people that I've never seen live before and in Japan who, you know, incorrectly are notoriously quiet and reserved fans. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so much like Mocha covered in streamers and stuff. It was just so much fun to finally see that in person and to feel that environment because I'm sure it was completely different than the L.A. show. It, it and the LA show seemed like it was so much fun. Oh yeah, that crowd. But there's was just rowdy. something about just something about seeing like a TJBW show on their home turf in a small venue was so fun. And I got to see the B close the show. That Let's was fun. Go. Love the <laughs> yeah, Big it B. was. Yeah, it was just. It was just like a. I, I I was like so anxious because I didn't get a response from Camille and I wasn't sure like if I was gonna be able to be like front row for this show. And I was like, it's like my number one show I gotta get to. Cause I you know, I'm gonna see Grand Princess at Ariaki and it's gonna be a big thing, but I wanna see the small shows. And it's like you know, I'll get into when I get up to the Ariaki show. Like it's just there's just a vibe that you can't get and then anywhere else. And the next night I was back there for um for Glate. And that was that was a lot of fun. So uh, uh, it was a tournament, and uh, seeing uh, was it Suzuki? Uh, uh, your Suzuki against um, oh god, the cool cyber girl who left the actress girls sleep. Missing my brain right now. <laughs> Maya Fukuda, yeah, she fucking rules. I Just seeing those her. two, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and the like, needs to watch out. I like you. I know UWF rules are like some people like them, some people don't. I just like things that are unique and different. And a whole night of that was fun. And the show blew by so fast. It was a lot. It was great. And you know, I had time afterwards to like go out with some some people and and just you know get food and explore Tokyo a little bit. Like we ended up at um, at Shibuya, so it was cool to like. See Shibuya for the first time, like the the crossing and all that. Yeah, I was about to ask, did you go to the crossing? I went to the crossing. I was like, should I go? Should I go across? I was with um Robert. He's uh, the German like deathmatch fan. Uh, Bert, 
I don't know if you know him. Yeah. But I was with him, and uh, he's, he's, he was like, I don't know if I want to cross. And I'm like, you know, I don't know either. You know, I'll just stay here. I've crossed, like, busy streets before, right? Like, I feel, But it was cool to, like, see it and see and, like, witness it as a as almost a spectator yeah, it was eyeballs. like completely it was like I, i've been to like the daytona 500 it was like watching the daytona 500 like people running across and people it was really on the edge of danger so many it was it was a lot of adrenaline just, rush adrenaline yeah, rush. It, was just, it was just so much fun to just be there and like you see that in like a billion video games too right i was like oh this is like from persona oh shit you know like it was fun to i am thou <laughs> I am uh, hope, hopefully like shit doesn't hit the fan like in persona, but you know, if it happens, I'll know what to do, right? Did you get a random <laughs> app on your phone? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I did. Oh shit! Oh, like, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was like first two days were Tokyo based, doing a lot of Tokyo things. Oh, on um, that Monday, I took a picture of a Carl's Jr. Right? Let's go. Not, I took a picture of a Carl's Jr. I didn't think much of it. I found out that's where Saki Kasaki has her Monday diner oh, above shit. the Carl's Jr. I didn't know about it. I and it was a Monday. I could have. I could have went. But uh, it was just kind of kind of funny. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was down. It was upstairs from the Carl's Jr. That I took a picture of because like Carl's Jr. That like that. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, who, no who expected a Carl's Jr. in in uh, um, where was I? Akihabara, right? <laughs> who expected that, right? <laughs> but I, I sent it to some friends and we laughed about it. And then I then I realized like today that Kasaki on Mondays uh, does like a thing in a bar upstairs from that. So it's kind of kind of fun. It would have been cool. I mean, I know she's not part of Act Actress anymore, or at least like. Not actively part of it, so need the gun crew back. I know, and I, I miss that. Like it was such a cool fucking image, right? Like yeah. you arm like a transgender sex worker with a fucking army with guns. It's just it, it was, was a cool image. The, the, the best part cool about image. it was like none of them matched. <laughs> it was just a group no, of people. Was, no, and like someone had a, like there's a pink gun. Like uh, there's who uh, had the pink gun? Like Nagisa. the Gisa had. Like, yeah, and she's. Wearing the blue, it was just, it was a shit show, but it was fun. It, that was so great, and like, yeah, you know, would have been cool to like, I don't know. I, I wanted to get one of her pins, and like, she sells them at her uh, when she does the diner. So I was like, really like, like, I missed my opportunity. I felt, like, today I'm still having like, shit. I missed out on something when I was in Japan. But I was like, that's the thing of like, you're There's always gonna have time. FOMO. Yeah, you're always gonna have FOMO. When we get to the weekend, it's insane Lord how Lord. ridiculous it was. But yeah, and like, then the next, yeah. Oh, sorry, I just wanted to ask one. Like, I, we're talking about cozy venues. I wanted to bring up like, is isn't there something like very like that just feels right about watching actress at the one seventy six box? I wish I was able to get over there, but it does, right? It yeah, just it's... feels like a home base for them. Yeah, it just feels right when I you're watching the shows. Yeah. I wish I got to get up there for any any kind of show for uh, at at Inaroku Box or One Seven Six Box. IMP Kaliga. Um, yeah, or yeah, Kaliga Studio. I I was hoping to catch like something with Hanazono, even if I had to see like some shitty guy wrestle. I I was I just wanted to see Hanazono. Didn't get a chance friend. to. Yeah. 
then it was I uh, was up to um, Saitama on the next day, Wednesday, up to Saitama for uh, Princess Party, which was oh, really fun. And uh, I started the day at the Saitama train museum or the rail museum, the transit museum, whatever it was. It was really cool. And like, I wish Rocco was there to tell me what the hell I was looking at. <laughs> could but, you um, feel their presence? I could feel their presence. I was looking at all kinds of trains. It was really cool. There's steam engines. They had this turntable. They moved the steam engine around. It had the loud horn. It was really cool. Has she ever given all a, like, kinds of shit nonsense? Has she ever talked about why she loves trains? Or is it just like uh, train, yeah. funny train girl? I, I think, yeah, I think she just always liked trains as, yeah. you know, and grew up liking trains and I think she did the simulator. I'm not sure she did the simulator at this museum or the other museum oh, in Kobe. You should have bought the yeah. N64 game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have like the the I think the, the PlayStation ones that like are the full controller that you play. Yeah. It's you should really have brought cool. that shit home and <laughs> just yeah. sat down and started playing it. Yeah, yeah. So like that was really, it was really fun. And like that night, the Princess Party Idol Group was uh, Renketsu, which is a train-based idol group. So it all kind of like worked out really well, and like I got, I guess that was again. It felt like home. Like I, 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 that, I it felt like I, the first day I was overwhelmed by the by the strange and the and the and the difference. But by the time I got to Saitama, I was sitting down at the park in Warabi, uh, across the train tracks from the Ice Ribbon Dojo, and I was watching the sunset, and it felt like I was waiting for a show in Brooklyn, at, the, at, at a park in Brooklyn that I would always go to whenever I was going to a show in Greenpoint. And I, it just felt like shit, like, close my eyes and I'm, I'm at home, right? Mm-hmm. It, it felt so familiar in a such a strange place. It was such a weird feeling. And I was like, it's time to walk over to Ice Ribbon. I walk over the bridge, go to Ice Ribbon. And I get in line, and I'm like, there's like... A... So I'm like, waiting to get in line, because I'm like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm waiting, and a woman shows up, and she gets in line, and I'm like, right, should I get in line? I get in line now. So I get in line, and the next thing I know, like, a bunch of people swarm the woman, and I was like, wait, that's Saudi Ano. And it was like, okay. So it was Ano, the champion mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, she gets like, they take pictures of her. She's like, I bought a ticket. I guess she's there to see Totoro and build uh, into the, to the, to the championship match. And I was like, oh, that was, that was fun. And I, I guess they brought her inside afterwards. There's no way she's standing outside with, the, with people like me, right? With the commoners. <laughs> so, yeah, with the commoners <laughs> like me. So I get I get situated in in the venue and you know and uh, someone comes up to me and is like yappy and I was like huh I was like yappy I'm like I don't know like uh, yappy and then like ha- gives me a like a map of Corican Hall and it's like oh, oh ticket from Corican for yappy like because I bought my ticket through yappy so picked out my ticket gave me my ticket and really like a funny moment. And then I'm like, oh, that was probably like the most ridiculous thing that'll happen to me tonight, right? It was be like me thinking that someone's asking me if I'm yappy, really. And then next thing I know, um, Saudi I know 
sits down next to me and for the whole show like sit next to the, the world champ and that was like a really like fun but terrifying experience right because you know i know you've seen i know she has a presence to her right like it's just it's something that like radiates off of her I, like i didn't realize it outside because like i was just like where do i gotta which line do i gotta be in and all that and inside like it just like that is saudi i know and she is in character right she's yeah. in character at this point and but she's having like a great time and she's like clapping along to the idols and stuff it's just a really fun thing to be like next to someone like i know during and then like during the show, like Totoro would come out during like the introduction. She's pointing at Ano. Like there's like these cool like cool moments, and like uh, I don't know if Princess Party's still a thing. I I, I don't think no. it is. <laughs> <They're gone. laughs> like I oh well, I know like I know the princesses are gone, but like they were they were still. You can't have the party without they... the princess. I know man. it doesn't make sense, but they weren't part. They weren't at my show. Like it was so it was so weird. It's, it's ice driven so frustrating and so yeah. weird at times and so un it's so uncoordinated and a lot of it like they just keep shooting themselves in the foot yeah. but I have it was one so much fun about... it was so much fun oh. asahi sang with them it was great okay what was the question sadiano much like act has this presence about it but for you i know you when did it click in your mind that you're sitting next to the first ever actress girls champion ah it was, it was a, it was like, you're like this is like when did it click? We're like this yeah. is Saudi Ano, like, like she's like right here. Probably when I made this shit post on Twitter, when I was like, I know is like, I'm sitting next to like Saudi Ano or whatever. I forgot what the what it was, but when I tweeted like I, I'm sitting next to Saudi Ano right now, it was like. The only way I could process it was like throw it out into the world because I, I'm like, shit, like, like I, she might think I'm just some random ass foreigner, and I hope that she does like think that I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm like dying inside, like going, this is the first actress champion, the current ice ribbon champion, like, this is a, this is like a god to me, right? Like one of, and like, she probably sat next to me either because nobody else wanted to sit next to a foreigner, or. Because she's like, well, he'll probably leave me alone. He might not know who I am, right? And I'm like, inside trying not to like just keep it together, out freak out. And like, yeah, like what am I gonna do? I say hello. Like <laughs> I don't know much Japanese, and most of the Japanese I learned in the, during later on in the week from another wrestler. So I don't you know. It was it was really like really like a a cool moment though. I felt like I felt like it was cool that she sat next to me and. Just to have that experience, I don't think I would have, you know, it's just a unique experience that you wouldn't have at Madison Square Garden or Corican Hall or whatever. Like, it's just something that happened Ice Ribbon Dojo with, like, 25 people. It was cool. And, like, meeting Yappy and Kaho and Totoro and Yuri and every pretty much everyone after the show it was just really cool. And Yappy, Yappy's the best. I don't know if, like, People listening absolutely know. If anyone listened this far, they know that Yappy is cool as fuck, Hell and Yappy yeah. is Yappy is Yappy will hook you up with anything you fucking need for Mice Ribbon. Just like message her, tell her what you need, 
Like, it's the opposite of Kamiyu. <laughs> yeah. Really, reach out to Yappy. She's she'll coming make sure to me a that... couple times, too. Yeah. She'll make She's sure that... Deal. Yeah, like, she absolutely will go above and beyond to make sure. And, like, even at the show, she, like, made sure that, um, that you know, I got my ticket sorted for Korokin and that, you know, I got to understand the checky and the portrait policy and all this. So she made sure to, she like hand, held my hand pretty much through it. And I felt bad for bothering her, but like also, you know, yeah. she did, she will do everything she can to make sure that you have a good time at the shows. Yeah. So it, it just really, Yappy is an absolute gem. And like, yeah, she deserves the world. Definitely. And like, she's someone that deserves a lot more than she gets back because she, she puts so much work into the, yep. not just wrestling, but an ice driven. You know, yep. we've and gone she's over got this a, plenty of times. Yeah, she, promotion. She's got a title match coming up, so I'm like, take it. I know it's not gonna. I know it's not gonna happen. Do but it. I, I'm, I'm praying. I'm hoping. I'm she, like, she is ice ribbon's bridge to the world. We gotta send the spirit bomb. Yep. But, but uh, actually, I went to Disney World. Sick. Oh, you know what I was Disney hoping World. for though, like for you between you and Anna, I was kind of hoping for like one of those jank GTA selfies. <laughs> uh, uh, I should have like it would have been funny. She probably would have done it too. I, yeah, like, but she's a character to... too. That's the hard part. Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy, the anno- the the dumb foreigner, and I know that like they don't do selfies with cell phone cameras there. I know that they, you know, everything's like. 10, you know, a thousand yen or whatever. I didn't want to be that guy. I just wanted to like fit in, enjoy the show and not be a disruption. That was my whole goal for almost every show I went to for the whole trip. You're trying to do that and with I, your heart in your throat the whole show. <laughs> exactly. But like, yeah, doing that when Saori I know is sitting next to you, it's very hard to like just control it, like just to like, you know. But my, my whole thing is even like when I'm at GCW, I don't want to bother the talent. I see mm. like, I saw the first person I saw when I got to the showboat last weekend was Rena Yamashita. Mm-hmm. I got out of the fucking parking lot elevator and she's there waiting to get in to the uh to the convention hall that they're running the shows at. It's just really like it's it's cool, but I don't want to bother them. Yeah, and like I feel you. When they're when they're in transition or when they're not part of the but like this i know was part of the show and also that's part of why another reason why i didn't want to bother because i didn't want to be a disruption i didn't want to be the you know the reason why something got fucked up i've done that at concerts my bad my bad japanese breakfast guitarist uh he still i still feel bad about that Pete. my apology if if you're listening to this my bad i doubt you're listening to this oh that's (laughs) Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll tag Peter. Um, but yeah, it, it just like you know, it you don't want to be that person who disrupts anything. No, and I also don't want to be. I don't want to like put a burden on someone. It's like, oh, can I get a selfie with you in this hallway? Right. I saw Rena after the show. I didn't really bother. Her, you know, I I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I've... and like it it's. I just don't want to be that guy. And like, yeah. it's different when like, you know them and you've seen them a bunch mm-hmm. of times and, and it, it, but, and you don't want to be that guy. And yeah, I don't want to be that where guy. They, uh, in that... Where they set up merch at the glass houses right by the restroom. So you just walk by the town all the time and like, Hey, <laughs> what's up? Yep. It's the same thing with the hard ballroom. Like last night with spark, you know, the, the, 
the the restroom it, there there are two you know the men's and the women's restrooms are right next to each other. There's only two, and they're upstairs, and it's across from where the talent dressing room is. So, and same thing at the Richfield Park at the Mecca uh, downstairs. There, it's downstairs across from the talent. So it's you know, and I I don't like to bother them. And I know so, like sometimes it's like there's different there's situations where it's where I think it's fine. But yeah, like if if, if it's like a WrestleCon situation where like it's you know right like right there is what you're supposed to be doing is talking to them yeah that's a little exactly different. like after the show mm-hmm. you know it's fine well well uh after the show when you're getting merch totally obviously you want to talk to them and then and, and show your appreciation uh it's you know it's just I don't know, it's it's different situationally like after the show after the dpw show I was chatting with uh uh pulse and Marcus Mathers came over, we're talking with him and, you know, just appreciating his work and it's just cool to chat with him in that situation because it just, it felt a lot more natural and I wasn't imposing anything on them and, you know, when you're when you're fumbling out of an elevator and <laughs> trying to wrangle your stuff while Rina Yamash is trying to wrangle her stuff coming down like a ramp into a pretty much into a bus station in a basement. Uh, you know, it's like, I'll leave her alone. You know, it might be close to, hey, Rina. You know, but yeah. leave her alone completely. Uh, I don't, I don't, because I, I know some fans can be so ridiculous with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, it would have been fun to get the selfie with, I know, though. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, um, there's always hope for America. But there were opportunities later on in the week to get a checky or something. So yeah, I have a bunch I, of I knew, I knew that I was going to see her a lot while I was over there. I didn't expect to see her at that show, so it was a nice extra little treat. She saw that it was a more and it was a more like natural moment where, like, we were we were both clapping along and like vibing with the show together. You know, it was just hey. It didn't. It didn't feel like you know I was imposing anything uh, on her, and like even though I felt like I was dying a little bit inside, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was just really it was a cool moment and a cool thing to just say that happened. Say that had that had happened to me. So, Our Sadiano, yeah. man. Yeah. Then I went to Disney World to celebrate. Did you meet Donald? Sir. No, I didn't. I, it was. Disney World in Japan's really unique. I went to the Disney Sea. There was a big ass boat, so I was all in on that. Uh, New Disney about the boat, right? Boats and whatnot. So it was really it was Teddy Roosevelt Lounge in the boat as a Long Islander. Um, what else could you need? <laughs> so it was really really cool to see that. And they had like a New York section. And anyone listening, this you know. There's a, there's some cool tips about Japan in this segment that we're that that we're in right now, right? Tickets, all that. If if you're gonna go to Japan, maybe you like Disney. Maybe you're a Disney freak. Uh, expect to wait in lines. Lines are everything at Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, I don't know if there's a fast pass even. I don't know, but uh, from the concession stands to the rides to even like getting into cool like areas of the park there's a ton of lines and expect that it's completely unlike orlando or 
LA. I don't know. I, I haven't been to LA, but I think it's similar where it's, you know, similar to Orlando. So just bank on waiting in line for a long time and fast pass is not a thing. And I don't think fast pass is a thing even in there. So. But I'm not going to go into too much Disney stuff, but it was a lot of fun. Really cool, uniquely themed, and definitely if you like Disney or if you like theme parks, it's worth checking out for an afternoon. That's what I did before. Heading over to Corican for Noah in the middle of the World Baseball Classic that was happening at the Tokyo Dome. That was the coolest atmosphere I've ever felt in my life. Was uh, being out to the Tokyo Dome as a Japanese team was getting ready to play inside and then going over to Noah. It was really cool. And it was um, Harada's Harada's last um, last match. Really special show overall. And like seeing like super crazy Anthony Green. And so it was just a really fun first Noah show and first show in Corican Hall. And Noah has been kind of the only men's promotion I've been watching from Japan lately. I don't know why. Maybe because it's easy for Wrestle Universe. But it was just fun to be there and to see that and you know i'm not as into new japan or whatever so yeah and then ninja mac yeah ninja mac it was just, it was just really just fun to just be at a show with like kind of like a minimal investment but something i was still interested in because i felt like i was so i was so invested in everything else i was seeing it was it was cool. And then the next day, um, I was wandering the area by me, and that was the day I really felt like I was in Tokyo. That was when I went to Ryogoku, and the uh, and the I went wanted to go to the Sumo Museum, but it was closed for a graduation. They were doing a graduation ceremony in there. Um, I went to Denny's. I went to um, like a, a park. Yeah, I had to go to Denny's. I'm on vacation. I gotta go to Denny's. It's like the rule, I think. You, in, like, you need the shitty coffee. That's what it is. Do, do, do not talk. It was so different there. It was so, like the Japanese coffee is another world. And I even Denny's coffee was very good. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I wandered around the area. The area I was in was very historical. And there was like this garden and stuff. It was really, really fun to just wander around. I went to a record, a record store in a basement because that's what I do every time I'm there. And then I went over to... Um, Shinkiba first ring for uh, Takumi Aroha's return match to Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. She was hurt, and then she did the match. I think in Eve, when she was over, over was it somewhere else? It kind of Eve, right? Yeah, in in the Eve. UK. Yeah, she didn't. And it, it was her else. first match back in Japan, and I was like, really, really. The atmosphere was amazing. Like they had the balloons for her. I was in the last row, and it was just killer i got to see saki i got to see um um that was the first time i saw saki and i met saki it was really cool and it was just Soshimizu. yeah then then it was a day at cork and after that uh wave and actress girls so wave was wave blew my mind uh, just that was the takase hirota match that went two hours which is longer than this which is not longer than this podcast sorry uh, <laughs> get, get it right. <laughs> yep. Sorry. It was. It's they gotta. They gotta. They gotta have a match on our podcast and uh, so you can out. So you can out last each other. Exactly. Who can exactly. Go to, a four-hour Broadway. 
Let's go. It was that was like just a fun show, fun match. It's like they it's cut up to a half hour version on YouTube. It is stupid. It is amazing, and it ends with them showing that they are as talented in the ring as anyone on this planet. It's just so much fun, a fun ride, and yeah, it wave wave is so good. They they any. They, there is something for everyone on, on a wave show, I feel like. Especially that Corican I went to, where like it borderline deathmatch with the with the uh the six person tag and like with Amikura bleeding and screaming and the, the the spots that she did on that match were inc- were just amazing and it was so much fun to see her do that because I've been a fan of her for so long seeing her in actress girls and seeing her in colors and doing the, the kismet princess stuff. And then to see her like bleeding and crying in front of me, it was so jarring, but then to see her like step up, you know, climb up the ladder, dive off the top, get the top rope onto like a table and stuff doing all this crazy stuff that I never thought I'd see her do and her to do it just feet away from me was so awesome. And after the show, the line for her merch was longer than anyone else. I was the last person in her line. And it was, like, really cool to see that. And then Gami, after the show, was, like, yelling at her, like, you gotta wrap it up, Amakura. Like, pretty much, like, wrap it up. Like, kind of fun. Like, as kind of, like, joking, like, with, like, a pride to her. Like, like you, you nailed it. You have the longest line. You, you've... Like I'm proud of mo- you. Yeah, like I'm so proud that you pulled this off, and and like I'm so proud that you're that like this happened for you, right? It was just a really cool moment. Just that I, I was me, Amikora, and Gami were like the last people in in Corican Hall before they were going to turn it over to Actress Girls. So it was really, really fun moment. And then Actress Girls was. Uh, that Corican was so much fun. Like meeting all the talent before, meeting Saihara and talking to her, meeting Natsuki, Yufa, uh, Kanamiku. Um, just, it was just my mind was blown. Like from the second I walked through those doors, and uh, seeing like the the new girls who were gonna debut at the next Corican, they were all working like Birch and other stuff. It was. Just really cool to be immersed back into that after, because they are such a island unto themselves. And it's, you know, I saw Saki on three shows. I saw like, you know, I, but to get back into that mindset of actress girls and back into that very exclusive island was a lot of fun. And to see all them and to. Just see that show, because to see Love Riddle for the first time, I was dancing in my seat. Whatever. Sorry, Chris. I'm bumped bumped into him a few times doing little arm moves, but it was... I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. And then, when I was... When I met Kanamiku and got the portrait signed by her, uh, she was like, And I was like, I think I know what that means. Nice to meet you. Ah, nice to meet you. It was a very like fun moment. She's very soft spoken, like you would expect. She, it's it's not like a 
an actor or anything. And she's just very nice and very kind. And she took her time with me to, like, you know, make sure she got my name right. And every, you know, everyone does that. But, like, there was just, like, a, an extra layer of that with her where she's very focused on, you know, getting everything right and also making sure that, you know, you're happy that you got a portrait from her rather than someone else, some other wrestler. Some other bozo. <laughs> yeah, some nerd like Sumikawa or something. No, was, what has she ever done? Yeah, right? She's only been a stardom tag champion and yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, we're just dork. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, we were talking about earlier, like, Kanamika is really, like, the MVP. She does she it all. Is. She does and it all. I, like, that's part of, like, why it was so, like, I, I want to, like, spotlight her because she it's not like an act she's not she really is like a very kind person a very kind-hearted person who really wants to so i guess spread actress girls and spread the the promotion and and also like give give everything give every little like everything she's got to it and like you see it in her matches and you see it in like the pre pre-show stuff and if you ever speak to her after the show it's so obvious that she is like all in on actress girls and all in on on what she's doing, and it's really cool to see. Really, really cool to see. It is. Um, and I can only imagine like when, as soon as you said like you, we were going to actress when it was doing the changeover, I was like, Gilbert was immediately playing in my head. Yep. <laughs> immediately. Seeing that, seeing that in person after watching watching that a million times on nets like watching the uh, the love riddle dance on nets every, I, I never skip it never. i never skip it yeah i don't care i'll never skip it my favorite and... part of the show is the <laughs> opening shot of Trinkiba first ring every time yeah. <laughs> i'm like we're, we're here yeah. <laughs> just back home it's it's so it's so much a part of that company's identity, and to finally see it in person, and even I danced, I danced along. Yeah. Like we all did. Yeah, it was, it was just so cool, and it's like before getting into actress girls, before getting into TJPW, I could never have like foreseen myself dancing along to a intro song for like an idol promotion, but like it's. It's been more. I have had more fun following this company than than anything else. Like it's it's been it's been so much fun. And to finally do that in person, like to see it in person, to to see the dance in person, and to like you know dance to it in person in my in my chair and to take pictures and just in in oh, collect Kumachan fluff off the ground. Like just the whole experience was. It was amazing. You gotta rebuild it, your own Kumachan from the I club. know. I I found more pieces of him in a backpack that I brought to Atlantic City. So I'm I'm going to reassemble Kumachan. We will. Uh, Kuma on tour. Yeah. <laughs> it it and like the fact that that was the the world championship final show, right? That was where Miku and Sumikawa. Not Sumikawa. Miku and I was hoping. Nico and Koki. Yeah, with Koki. Had that match. Like, uh, it was perfect. It was perfect. Just to be, to, for that to be my first show. First actress show. 
that was perfect. I couldn't ask for a better a better show to go to, and it, it was just so cool. And after the show, um, they were I think they were just like shocked that there were so many foreign fans there. Uh, they uh, they like scrambled to like do things and like say things in English and and stuff. It was really like. I, don't know. I think they were genu- genuinely surprised that they, there seemed to be so many foreign fans at the show. And so I got uh, checkies with Mari, who does does checkies herself, so just bought it from her and did that. And then the way that they do checkies is you buy tickets from the booth, like like from like the, the table. So you would say, oh, I want to checkie with... Um, you know, Natsumi, I want to check you with Act, I want to check you with, yeah, and then you buy them, and then they call you, they call each wrestler one by one, so, uh, you know, if you have a checky ticket with Act, you run over to that corner, and they take you take the checky, and then you would take that checky, then get it signed at the merch table afterwards. So, for my first, for the Mari checky, she just does it all herself. Easy. Then the next checky was with Nagisa, and so she, you know, did the checky. It brought over her. She signed it, and then I'm noticing it's getting a little late, and they haven't really called anyone else. I had, you know, a couple others, and then in rapid succession, it was like Saihara, um, Saihara, Sakura, Kawara, uh, Naho, and Natsumi, who were the ones that I had. So I was like running between the two spots, getting checkies with them, and then they were kicking us out. So I only got a checkie signed by Mari and by uh, Nagisa. And I also bought a portrait for me to sign. And I was like, ah, oh, sh- well, whatever, right? So I was like, whatever, I'm getting kicked out. But as we're leaving, me is also leaving. And I felt so bad asking her to sign it. So Chris said, I have no shame. He grabbed it and he just got got her to sign. I'm like, thank you so much. I felt so bad, but you know, me is one of my favorites. So I had I had to at least get um idol get number one, baby. Exactly. Like, come on. The, uh, updates the best. For sure. And her and, and Sakura have become like one of my favorite tag teams together at this point. So, you know, I I I guess like moral of the story is for Korokin, like do it strategically. Don't try to do everything at once. And if people are signing and doing stuff before the show, take advantage of that mo- those moments because after the show. If you get the checkies, you're going to be scrambling. But before the show, uh, you get your portraits, get get like t-shirts, all that kind of merch stuff. Even if they're not at the table, you can do that really quickly afterwards. You're going to be scrambling after for the to do the checkies. And before the show, they're in their like pre-show the love riddle gear, like the the they're in the. The, the, their dance gear? Yeah. yeah, their dance gear, and then after the show, they're either in their wrestling gear or in, like, more casual gear, or, like, a t-shirt and shorts or something, so it's, it's, it's 
you get you get like little, little different options and stuff depends on what you want. It's it's fun. It's a really fun experience, and I have four unsigned checkies right now, but they're still some of my prized possessions because it, it just make me happy to see that I went there. I got to see that, and Sakura apologized to me directly for not signing, not being able to sign my checkie. And she was saying, like, there were so many overseas fans, and they're not going to be back, and I feel so bad, you know? This is like, you, it's, it's nothing it's, they can do about it. Nothing they could do about it. I felt bad that they felt bad, right? I'm like, you know, it, it happens, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I know, like, so, I know some fans would really be like, oh, so, oh, so shitty of them. Yeah, never come back. I'll never, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, whatever. I know it's going to be chaos. It's going to be hectic. There's, what, 30-something roster members trying to get everyone checkies. This is Ice Ribbon did theirs outside of it. Tokyo Joshi had a whole different building. So, you know, it's a whole different building on a different day. So it's the way that other companies handle it is, is different. And, you know, Actress isn't as big as some of the other companies to to be able to do what Tokyo Joshi can do and like almost run like a separate fan convention outside in a different different part of the city where you can get away with it. You know, actress everything's all contained in one thing. That was uh yeah, that was the last show I saw in Tokyo for a few days. I saw something sick in Sendai. It was awesome. Must be nice. I know you you'll never see it, but Yurika Oka against Mio Momono is up there for match of the year for me. And it was incredible. I went I, I went to this like I, I like Yurika a lot. And but like she's never really I don't know. I she I like Yurika, I like her attitude, I like her style, I think she's like really fun, but I don't know if the in-ring ever really stuck out to me. I felt like she's like, okay, she's like a a rookie-ish wrestler who's still figuring things out. And Momono got so much out of her in that match that I was like That's screaming for, for Oka to win. I was like, ah, let's go. And uh Takase came out with um with Iwata. And they were there, you know, pounding on the man and and really trying to rally Oka. For them, and that added even more to the, the the vibe of the match. I was just so invested in everything that happened in the ring for that match, maybe more so than anything for the entire trip, and that includes um, Miku against Koki. I just felt so captivated by this match. Maybe it was because, like, you know, it was the end of the end of the thing. I just kind of figured out Japan, right? I figured out how to get around. I figured out a lot of things, and you know, looking was, for houses. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm ready to, ready to buy a condo in Sendai or something. I was. I was just. Can I live on the farm, Mika. Yeah, I was just having a great time, and I had a great day in Sendai too. I had some good food and had the beef tongue and. Hell yeah! It, it snowed. It was just. I just. Maya was there. It was. It was yeah, Maya was there. <laughs> and the, the main event was fantastic too. Uh. uh Passion you against uh, against Ano and Maya. It was another fantastic match that no one's ever going to... That one might get posted <laughs> one day. But, yeah, I really hope In that... three years. I hope that these matches come out, because I feel like the more and more it replays in my head, 
the better it gets. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way it was actually that good. I think it's the fact that I just haven't been able to watch it since. Like, maybe that makes it even better in my head. But it was just, it was such a great match and a great show. And it was really fun to be outside of the, like, out of the beaten path of a normal foreign tourist. It almost leads to a moment for my last show in Japan that was Ice Ribbons, Corican Hall. The, the last, I think the last Corican Hall to date right now, right? I don't think they've run one since March. Yeah, they have not. They've been in the so, ratings. Yeah, while I was there, the, everything with Ice Ribbon played out. With uh, now leaving, the stream happened. I was, I was on my way to Sendai when Yappy was doing her stream, and it was. I was just like, pretty much, I just sent like a lot of love to Yappy, in a in a message, and then just turned off the stream, and hopped on the train. And it was like, I didn't know what I was getting into going into the show because it, the energy was like really off that day. Like, cause like you just feel it in there. Ah, he just felt it. And the first person I walked up to was Asahi. And I was like, I'm going to just try to wish her good luck in Actress Girls and tell her I'm going to cheer for her, like, no matter what. And like, I, I told her, like, I was leaving that night. I was. I was I was flying back to Newark Airport uh, in a few hours, and she, uh, like, when I talked to her at Princess Party, she apologized that she didn't know English, and I said, it's okay, and, like, you know, there was no real conversation, uh, but I think that she, like, understood that I was really rooting for her, and she, uh, like... Got like it's like she was like you know and then she like really kind of became upbeat and then at the end of like our conversation she said like she just said matane which is like you know just see you later right mm -hmm. but the fact that it was my last time my last day in Japan I you know I think that she understood that and then the the I'm I will cheer I will cheer for you you know forever pretty much and. I think that she really appreciated that, and she wanted to, like, very much like a see you later, in a sense that, like, it's not the end, you know, for... I don't know, it just didn't feel very final. Like, like it didn't feel like I'm... It didn't feel like I'm leaving Japan, she's leaving Ice Ribbon. It's very much like, we'll see each other again, and she's going to be a superstar, right? She's going to do something you know, amazing in actress girls or whatever. And I will be cheering for her along the way. And then someday again, I will be able to, you know, meet her again or something. Like, it just felt like a very, like, upbeat moment in a, in a, in a, in a, in like a show that was not going to, that didn't feel like it was going to be going into it. But then just like, I, I also like wish now luck. And she was like really happy that that was happening. And like, I don't know. It, it and and then Yappy talked to Yappy for a bit and got a couple portraits from her and then Yappy rules. It really just like it it felt like it all like turned. I don't know. Like I, don't know. I feel like the, the the whole Asahi thing like it's just Asahi and now just it's it was so frustrating and I wanted to let them know that like this random foreigner was going to cheer for them 
whatever the fuck they wanted to do next. And I think that they both really appreciated it. And like, just like to have like, just and like Yappy, who like also was like going through some shit, and to like really like appreciate her and all that. And yeah, like the it it just felt like okay, like I don't know, this show might not be a complete disaster. Like as as uh, before the show, and the show was fantastic. Just they always somehow find a way to put on a good show. That company, they are resilient as as hell. It is incredible. the 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 tag title match was one of my favorite matches as I was over there, and then the main event was. I don't think anyone expected it to be that good, and then when people saw the result on Twitter, they were like, "Haha." In a total row one, but the match is really good. Like, yeah, people should watch the match. You gotta watch you the watch match. It? Anyone, anyone who's talking shit about the match is just a, a poser, right? They, I don't know. They're just someone who doesn't is it doesn't actually care if they're gonna talk shit about the match and then not actually watch. They don't care. So, yeah, it was fantastic. And after the show, uh, they had the. The like the meet and greet, the portraits, the checkies, all in another building across like the the river from from Corrigan. and that was a really that was that felt really upbeat, a really cele- celebratory thing. Because I think that they realized like like even with all the shit that happened, they still put on a great show, and the people are still there to see them. The people are still there to send their love and to and and to really appreciate them, and. I got. To, I, you know, I met like I said hi to Hikari again. She's like, Rich, you know, it, it it was so cool. Like to see Kaho again, and then I I had a funny moment with Sumika Yanagawa that was like really silly. I was going through her uh, portraits, and she had one that was like um, a subway, New York City subway, and it was like 125th Street. And I was like, oh, Harlem, yeah, Harlem, really cool. And she was like. I had no idea what I was talking about, but I'm like, oh, like, I'm from New York, you know, and I, I'm familiar with the area. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to explain, like, the concept of, like, 125th Street, Harlem, all this to Sumiki Yanagawa, who didn't understand much English, but she was so stoked that, like, a random foreigner had come to her table and was, like, interested in buying portraits of her. And she's, like, my favorite of the JTO rookies, of the JTO girls, so it was just kind of cool cool moment it it just it was just nice to like uh, appreciate someone who i feel like was surprised by it and like i feel like a lot of that happened but for for that and also like the silliness of trying to explain a section of new york city to someone who speaks only japanese was very very funny big uh, big train yeah it's yeah it's it, yeah. it was a fun little moment, and then uh, after I, that, uh, I was gonna say it, it. I can feel like it that that moment with Eisterman kind of felt like a little bittersweet. It 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 felt yeah, and also it was my last. I was like leaving for for the airport in like an hour or so. Right? It was it, it felt bittersweet in the sense that I didn't know the fate of the company. I just really enjoyed the show. Of I was hoping that fans of Asahi would stick with her because I feel like like for 
Brentsons brought this up where fans didn't follow her to like like people who like appreciated her work in in theater didn't follow her to act rest girls. And I was wondering if that would be a thing for like wrestling fans and especially like a lot of them who don't know what actress girls even is right now and even even like people like me who follow it still have trouble with like what they're trying to do with the points i mean we started out talking about the point system it it's still like a little hazy like what they're doing so i was just hoping that like fans wouldn't abandon asahi and I, I didn't know what was going to go on with now. And I know she was like upset with the company and like Yappy was upset, like to an extent where, you know, it, it just, it felt like it, I, you didn't know what was going to happen next to the promotion. And I was also like going back home. I didn't want to go back home. I wanted to go to more wrestling shows. <laughs> so it was just like, should have bought that was, condo. Like, was, I really should have bought that condo on Sendai. <laughs> oh no, my luggage. Yeah, oh, it was my passport. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was. But like, despite all of the negatives that was surrounding that show, it still felt very upbeat and celebratory to be in that space after the show. It just it it felt good. And then to af- after meeting Danagawa, I wanted to get a checky with Yappy. And I waited so long to make that happen because they were just like calling wrestlers. And I don't think I was the only person to get a checkie with Yappy, but I wanted to make it a point to get a checkie with Yappy because of, you know, all the, everything she did and all the hard work and everything she did to help me. The and unsung Everything hero. she does to help everyone. I mean, she just, I just got the, the Hikaho shirt and that's all her. She does all the, all the, uh, international store stuff so even you know even over here even when i'm over here and she's over there she's still helping me out getting merchandise she's just she's she's everything she's everything about ice ribbon right at at this point to foreign fans and i wanted to make sure i got a checkie with her and apparently the person who took the checkie was the president of the company I thought that was like really poetic that like, you know, that that last moment at a wrestling show was pretty much like showing yappy love to the president of the company. And I'm so glad that like she's getting an opportunity to show that she is the bridge, the international bridge of ice ribbon, whether it's the Philippines, America, Europe, and she's going to have that title shot, and she's going to own it. She's going to kill it. The people underestimate her in the ring, and she's great in the ring. She's solid. And, and a match with Totoro? going to be cool. Yeah, before we ramble on for another two hours. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pulling up on five hours. I think we broke our record. Yeah. But, you know, it's been yeah. a blast talking to you. I always enjoy these. I already know as soon as I, you know, we set this up, I was like, we're going to go long again. But, you know, five hours of just talking about wrestling, not even reviewing anything per se, just giving our thoughts and just having yeah. a nice conversation. I about think the it. only thing we actually reviewed was GCW. <laughs> we went up the rails from there, and that's totally fine. It's always a good time to just chat about wrestling. 
Endo <laughs> Endo caused all this. Endo. I think it was an hour of Endo talk only. Literally, like literally, <laughs> like talk. We're literally just talking about how good she is. Yep. But yeah, but thank you for coming on. Um, you want to give your plug? Thanks for having me. I got nothing to plug. What am I gonna plug? Uh. Your photo yeah. bucket. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One, well, I gotta set that shit up. I just got a Google thing that I sent to people that need pictures. Uh, yeah. Um, I really got nothing to plug right now. I'm working on a couple of music videos that will probably wrap up at some point. And yeah, that's really uh, really I got going on. Do taking pictures of shows unofficially. So that's it. That's all I got happening. Yeah, this was episode 22 of Strong Stylish. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.